This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Tiz Oira of Bryn Hilder, Blaze Scorpio of Lamia, and Kaylin Branford of Ultros. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Calm down, or I'm gonna have to frag you. <laughs> we are dealing with someone here who has absolutely no life. And Mika. And I am a gorgeous girl with big cans. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome. To Limit Break Radio, episode number 72. Glenn. Episode number three days till Deep Dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's really all anyone is thinking about at this point. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Let's kick it on over to our studios. If you'd like to join us live in Eorzea, you can do that at our free company house that is in the Goblet Plot 30, Fifth Ward. Come hang out and uh, check it out. That's on the Sargentana server. We invite you to join us and hang out. Thank you guys for joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We're going to take your live calls, Limit Break Radio, on Skype 810-515-8715. Line them up. We want to know what you're looking forward to most about Deep Dungeon, but we're also going to be talking about some uh, concepts that have never, like, either they've never made it to us, or they've they've changed, or they're still coming. We don't know what the status of some of these are, but we're going to talk about them. For the optimists in the room, you can talk about them as like, oh, this is stuff that we could <laughs> still look forward to in the future. It's going to be great when we finally get it. For the rest of us, uh, it'll be like, oh, look at this line of broken promises. Uh, broken promises and unfulfilled requests. Right. You know all about that, right, me. Becky? uh so uh thanks for joining us uh if you haven't yet head on over to our website limitbreakradio.com you can subscribe to the podcast we've got uh, all of our rss feeds that are available over there also available over on google play so make sure that you uh if you use google play that you uh have subscribed over there but if you use itunes like 90 percent of the podcast listening audience then uh we're gonna ask you a favor we're gonna ask you to just take a couple of minutes and go to the itunes store find our podcast over at the itunes store either at 
at Limit Break Radio or the LBR Podcast Network and leave us a review. We don't care what your opinion of the show is. We just ask that you leave a review. It helps other people find the show. And uh, actually, if you hate us, you can tell other people that you hate us. It's, Do it, dude. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Apparently, so. apparently for like three hours earlier in the week, Limit Break Radio just disappeared off iTunes. Like really? you would search what? it, it would say you search some break radio, be like no results. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then it just came back. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. that happened, but we were gone for three hours. Yeah, Illuminati. it was enough time for someone to tweet out like, "Oh God, the show didn't like get canceled, did it?" <laughs> Failing podcast. Yeah, Failing right. podcast. There you go. iTunes doesn't even want us anymore. Yeah, yeah right. Definitely not someone not spelling. <laughs> Limit break radio, right? <laughs> Definitely not. That. I, think, I think they were accidentally spelling Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, we'd like to invite you to join us over at uh, our sister channel, uh, twitch.tv slash final encountercast. There we go. That's the right thing. Uh, it's for at five o'clock. We're going to be doing our Pokemon Go show. And uh, <laughs> by popular demand by the hosts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> by all of us in yeah, we're going to be talking all about Pokemon Go. So uh, if you've been playing, if you've been catching along with everyone else in the world, it seems like, uh, then make sure that you join us over there at five. We're going to have a nice big discussion about that. It's just an excuse to be able to play Pokemon Go while we podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Uh, By the way, definitely. tune in next week when we talk about Pokemon Go again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're excited to have you here. By the way, we are supported by Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, you should uh, check them out over at alamocitycomiccon.com. Uh, some of the recent guest announcements uh, include A.J. McLean, former Backstreet Boy and uh, star of Sci-Fi's Dead 7, uh, as well as cast members from Sci-Fi's newest series, Z Nation, uh, including the actresses or the uh, actors and actresses that play Cassandra, 10,000, Doc, Addie, a Scorpion and Murphy. I so. love the cast of this show. Really? We've got, well, they've got names like oh. a Scorpion and Big or, uh, and Doc and Ten Thousand, and then Murphy. Murphy, and then just Murphy. Murphy, uh, as well as uh, the uh, final Symphony San Francisco Symphony performance that's happening July twenty seventh. We again want to congratulate our four winners. Well, our two winners, the four tickets that we gave out uh, to that show. That's happening July twenty seventh at the San Francisco Symphony uh, at the Davies Symphony Hall. Uh, make sure that you check that out at sfsymphony.org if you want to get tickets. Uh, if you want to hear the music, that Spiele Music Concert uh, dot de and uh, you can check out LimitBreakRadio.com for our interview with Eckerhart Stier, the conductor of Final Symphony. Uh, there's two other performances that are happening in North America, July 21st at 8 p.m. at the Cop uh, Copley Symphony Hall uh, with the San Diego Symphony Orchestra, and July 23rd at 7.30 at the Mayerhoff Symphony Hall with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, which I understand that Nika will be in the crowd for. Uh, I will be. That is, I'm so jealous because this is going to be an amazing performance. Nika's going in blind she was in japan when we were interviewing eckerhart steer and so she actually did not hear much of the music that uh, that we had played around that interview so yeah. uh going in going in blind i'm so uh, so excited to hear what you think so again that's 
July 23rd. That's coming up very, very quickly uh, at 7.30 at the Mayerhof Symphony Hall in I know, it's Baltimore. nice weekend. So, oh. so, Nika, traditionally, when you go to a nice symphony hall, you know, you wear a dress or something very nice. Are you going to go I, in your Limit Break Radio t-shirt? Uh, well, they actually put on the website Cosplay the Encourage, so I might cosplay for it. Oh. Or oh, you that's cosplay as Nika from Limit Break Radio. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you I need, have my LBR bag. I always do. You you, you, you should have a ready-to-go Nika cosplay. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I Nika cosplay. Nika cosplay. There you go. <laughs> That's kind of clever, actually. <laughs> I, Nika I hates it. <laughs> now, now, now we have no, to. No, it's kind of funny. I yeah, yes, I'm now, getting an, an S cosplay. Now we have to give her her S- own show about cosplay. Yeah, cosplay show. And call it Nika cosplay. Do you know how many I people like would be it. thrilled about that? Yeah, no, I think that actually would. <laughs> I think that would do well. Yeah, I think it would do uh, do all right. So, uh, okay, let's check out what's going on in FF14 news. This is a limit breaking news update. So, Square Enix has uh, expanded FF14 service now to Singapore and Hong Kong. Oh, the announcement we've all been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. Square Enix announced that they're expanding their MMORPG title Final Fantasy XIV today, including new regions from Asia with Hong Kong and Singapore for PC and Mac. Two new Asia regions in Hong Kong and Singapore will get Final Fantasy XIV. If you're wondering why Hong Kong doesn't count as part of China's region, it is likely because the license with the Chinese company doesn't cover Hong Kong. Considering that those in Singapore and Hong Kong speak English, they're likely getting the standard version that includes English, French, German, and Japanese language options instead of the Chinese language data center. Interesting. Huh. As a special introductory promotions uh, promotion for residents of Hong Kong and Singapore, all versions of Final Fantasy XIV available on the Square Enix online store will be offered at a 50% discount from the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Final Fantasy XIV is available on PlayStation 4, blah, blah, blah. We already know where it's available. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of an interesting move. Uh, and we might actually see some of these folks on our servers because they're not being put into the region locked data center with uh, the rest of China. That's I didn't realize that Singapore and Hong Kong previously didn't have service. Yeah. Right. I just I thought they were on the Chinese data center. But... Yeah. All right. Hmm. Well, I mean, technically, they're not China, so I guess. They yeah, that's don't. true. So uh, world politics. Eastern yep. places are weird. <laughs> Apparently, the EU campaign <laughs> for DLC was a complete disaster. It's a dumpster fire. It's, it's stupid. What happened here, Square Enix? Uh, uh, it's because Britain left the EU. <laughs> It's because of Brexit. <laughs> I don't. I don't I love that word so much. I don't think that that's true. Brexit. It <laughs> that sounds is like, a funny word. It sounds like you eat like a meal. Breakfast. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. It's, it's a, it. It sounds like what happens to my meal after I'm done eating with it. <laughs> sounds like just the three coffees in. <laughs> Hashtag poop jokes. Uh, so apparently there's oh, yeah the toy. So there apparently there are some privacy concerns regarding the use of email and attaching a selfie to send codes to a shady slash unknown third party. Uh, a com- some eight year old snapping a selfie to send over to an email. Well, a community rep says that a selfie is not required. I mean, this is kind of a, a bizarre. 
They said that was the only way to get the fat chocobo mount. Yeah, it's because the campaign is take a photo of yourself holding the printed bonus items code from all three of the above magazines and send to Game Master Magazine via email. So you don't have to do it. Well, okay, it's not well, required to well, live. You have, you have to buy... <laughs> you want you have to buy out. so much. Okay, so you have to buy each... There's like, And you have to wait months apart, right? Because it's each month's issue of this magazine. Right, yeah. So you buy one this month to get some codes, and you buy next month, and then you buy the next month, and you get all the other crap. Right. And then take. Then the only way to prove that it's yours and you didn't just snag it off the internet is to have a cell with all of those things, send that selfie with all three magazines to them, and we'll send you the Chocobo code. Uh, Limit Break Radio has better contests than this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Uh, do we need to have like, like a shit contest contest? Like, do, do we need to go head to head with Square Enix and have, you know what? Have a worse contest than this? Oh yeah, I think that that's a great idea. Show you I think we done. we should absolutely do that. Uh, but by the way, uh, if you wanted to know the details for the rest of that, after you take your fo- the photo of yourself, uh, oh my God! Take the f- after the photo has been confirmed. <laughs> Confirm it. Read fapt two. <laughs> the in-game bonus code for the mount will be sent back to you via email. Redeem the code at the Mog Station to claim your mount. Uh, I'm calculus problems that make more sense than this. Yeah, this is bullshit. That's not sketchy at all. Uh, so yeah, the email the email verification of the three codes for the chat fat chocobo, uh, but the single codes don't require a verification. Two of the three issues uh, are unavailable for purchase online. You actually have to go into a store to buy them. Yeah. Oh heaven forbid! You have to go to you have to walk. Do you know what shopping for magazines is like these days? It's, yeah. Have you, you tried to, to fi- no? Have you tried to find? Have you tried to find a specific magazine? I mean, Barnes Noble has a magazine section. If you're playing yeah, Pokemon Barnes Go, Noble. I guess you might be able to get some exercise while you're doing it. Yeah, take totally. Go. Perfect excuse. Yeah. Catch yeah, that jinx while you're at yeah, it. Yeah. Because. Because, because, because the oh my god, Barnes and Noble are so everywhere in uh, in the UK and and in Europe, right? I don't uh, know. Don't they still use like medieval castle libraries? It's I'm like, sure they, the words made sense, but your sarcastic I'm, tone did not. I bet they have some kind of bookstore, whether or not it's Barnes and Noble, that has a magazine section, like a mainstream bookstore. Yeah, I, like isn't the EU like all about like reading and being smart and stuff? I, oh yeah, there's, there's tons of oh, books yeah, over it's, there. It's Britain, right? So they've got kids on the on the corner. Paper, paper, <laughs> yeah. paper. Get your paper with the stupid hats. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so t- <laughs> I like how it's apparently always 1928 in our mind in Britain. <laughs> Years has never changed. Uh, so more issues with this DLC campaign. There's a two month wait for the third issue to become available. The uh, SEA d- uh, not included on the list of countries for future campaign. What's the SEA? I don't. I actually the C Student Council. Sorry? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no C in there. It's S. Oh, I thought- <laughs> Senegal? What is SCA? I don't know what that country code is. I don't know. Why is Calo abbreviating things? <laughs> Seattle? Yeah, Seattle's oh, a country. Seattle, yeah. okay. Yeah, there that, we not go. Yeah. That makes sense. Countries. Okay, okay. Yeah. that's legit. All right, yeah. Uh, the third party is totally dodgy and biased. Uh, Southeast apparently. Asia, there you go. Oh, okay, oh, Southeast, Southeast okay. Asia there. Uh, magazine is useless slash unknown to some. Nobody reads them. In comparison, uh, Japanese players could uh, hydrate themselves with water and drinks from 7-Eleven. North American players could pick any useful item that fits the gaming category from Amazon, while EU players... 
players are stuck trying to track down these magazines like goddamn Pokemon. Okay, well, you know what? It's not, magazines are not useless, okay? Really? No, you read it and you gain information. What's the last magazine you read? It's called Smart Thinkings, okay? Yeah? Yeah. Smart, smart Thinkings. You read a magazine called Smart Thinkings. No. The cost, the cost needed to get all the rewards is more expensive than the North American campaign. Maybe not after Brexit, it's not. Uh, <laughs> How much is 27 euros now? I, I actually have no idea. Buck 20? Um, it requires much more effort finding the copies and actually sending the email of the codes and a longer wait time, two months wait. That's good. Delayed gratification. <laughs> We're teaching the EU something. Uh no, that I mean it should have been like that all around. If that's if that's if they you were gonna what? if I they would were be gonna happy make, with that. If not, yeah. See, that's the thing is that I would have been fine if everyone had to jump through those kind of hoops. I think yeah. everyone should have. Had I, to do that, I agree. Be so rare. It would have been better if yeah. they're willing to walk far enough. They should be able to get all three at once, and the requirements are gradually eased as time passes. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Juxta got it a minute late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> players, I don't know why everyone couldn't just have Seven Eleven. Like I feel like yeah, Seven Eleven agrees in Japan. It's all the same franchise. Like whoever like owns the giant overseer of Seven Eleven, I'm sure could approve it in other countries too because it's everywhere. <laughs> He's still dying. <laughs> <laughs> Juxta's losing his shit. He's almost as red as his shirt. Players living in countries that won't be covered by the campaign may have to resort to buying the magazines. Uh, shipping is an additional cost to them. Uh, I love all these people who are going to have to like order a magazine from like three countries over. Well, I mean, I, that's the thing, though. Like, When was the last time that you were able to track down a, a, like an issue of... I don't know. Is Beckett's online gamer still a thing? Did they close that down yet? I think so. Uh, Why God. would they not close it down? Uh, I, I just think the last magazine I read was Nintendo Power. Yeah. Oh God. That and was, I was about 10. The the last one that mattered, right? No. Yeah, I used to read Electronic Gaming Monthly for a while. I that's, yeah, only, that's only, Nika, because you worked at GameStop. Well, that, no, this was when I was in high school because I think okay. my dad got a subscription for me or something like that. And was, my dad used to read like computer games monthly and stuff. I was going to say, I, I, had a, I had a subscription to Electronic Games Monthly because I worked at GameStop and I could not like... Like they, I they. It wasn't an optional. They were like, no, you I have to. I continued it. Yeah, I continued it when I worked at GameStop. Mm, fair enough. But they make you. They let you do it um, electronically. <laughs> ah, well. I I'm wonder if there's. Glad to know you still know all the selling points, Nika. know. <laughs> 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 you got to push those power up rewards. You know. Never I, be out of my system. I assume the checks in the mail, Nika. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wonder if there. I assume there's not electronic versions of this magazine you could buy. Uh, it doesn't sound like it. No. Uh, players that reside in the rest of the countries that fall in the EU FF14 region are worried about having a similar campaign for their country. This Please, God, don't do this to us. Yeah, this is really <laughs> not a good idea. Uh, there's apparently very limited uh, copies in stores. Right. Apparently, this is not a very well-cycled magazine. Yeah, that... If they knew that this was going to be part of a campaign, you think they would print more of these particular issues? Or you would think that Square Enix would go out of their way to find somebody who actually has the proper distribution behind their 
or that. What intern was in charge of this? I, I just, I can't help but think, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't help but think that there's more people who listen to Limit Break Radio than probably read this magazine. So, like, why not, you know, like, we can give away some That's DLC probably true codes. Of, a, of most magazines yeah, these days. I, I don't think we have enough codes to give away to the whole EU. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, misprints of rewards. The magazine mentions 58th right tickets, but the actual reward is uh, 30 uh, Jandalines tokens. I don't even know what those are. They didn't get one word and or number right in that. That's uh, not even some letters right, though. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> the, like e. the first issue is already sold out online. Some copies of the magazine do not come with the code. <laughs> what? what? So it's. Oh my what? god! It's, you have to get lucky with the episode that you that or the issue that you get. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like hunts. If you didn't claim it quick enough, then you're <laughs> uh, Game Master's email support is clueless about the campaign, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that seems to be the list of things to the. I, I mean, it's a fucking dumpster oh, fire. Chat, those tokens are the free aesthetician haircut tokens. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay, yeah. okay. Wait, that, that explains the ja- why the I no tokens are. That's what you get. Yeah, thirty aesthetician tokens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I like that better than the eighth rate tickets though, because it costs two k to change your hair, whereas an eighth rate ticket is a few hundred go. Yeah, that's okay. true. Well, yeah, but but it's so how like, often are you changing your hair because you need thirty um, fucking tokens? I change my hair all the time. You're oh paying, my god, you're paying twenty seven dollars to save that. <laughs> uh, you also are getting the other stuff too. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Just let me buy a Slurpee or anything off Amazon. Well, or, uh, 3.0 misstep. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, at least, at least that this is like fairly uh, localized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Well, like, the, they the, have they have time to do damage control on this. Wasn't one. the NA actually just for us here in the 48? And I don't think Canada was able to get in on the Amazon. No, who cares about Canada? Canada. Fuck Canada. They should be glad they can play at all. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they have our data center. What if they're, the, you know. I, I think you're they, right, though. I don't they, think. They have computers run by beavers there, okay? I don't. <laughs> and square wheels on their tires. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear it. Hey, you can't play Pokemon Go, so that should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> can I tell you something, buddy? Ooh. Salt in the wounds right yeah, there. Right, yeah. Uh, so we do actually have some Amazon DLC codes to give away. Oh. Uh, so I actually kind of like your idea, Juxta, of trying to do a shittier contest than Square Enix. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what so, can we do that's even worse? I don't know. I feel like coming up with something on the spot is a pretty good start. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so. Nico, what's like the worst contest that you would still enter? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't enter a whole lot of... What you don't you don't cut you don't you don't cut out the back of your comic book and send it in for like <laughs> right, so twenty five proofs of purchase? Hold on, I so mean, are we I trying? Probably take a self. I would probably take a selfie. I would I would have no problem doing that. So but here's the question: Is is it supposed to be shady or is it just supposed to be like really annoying to difficult to enter? I you know I'm I'm sort of ambivalent. I'm sort of thinking like like <laughs> maybe fiction contest milkery. Oh no 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 no. We're not encouraging that. Um, I'm thinking like why don't we take our cues from their contest? But instead of having to take a picture of yourself, like why don't you take a take a picture of your foot? N- no. Without any socks on, of course. Well, the thing is, you have to prove that it's not one person spreading the photo to millions of people or like someone or them, someone just taking it off the internet. Mm. So it okay, so like, you have to write your name on your foot with a red Sharpie. 
has to be red. Blue is also accepted, not black. Well, I think maybe a picture, some kind of because if they have to. Okay, I think we I'm just need the foot naked. Okay, here's what no. we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna create. The feet. We're gonna create a selfie. We're gonna create a selfie frame on uh, LimitBreakRadio.com. We're gonna post it a little bit later, and basically, what, what it's gonna be transparent. It's gonna look kind of like a what do you call it? Like a a Polaroid. And you have to drive a hundred miles per hour. No, 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 no. And no. basically, all, all you'll have to do is take a selfie of your character, put it in the frame, send it back to us. Tweet it around. It'll have a Limit Break Radio logo on it. And as long as it's tweeted to us, then... Um, available NA only? Mm, Are you well, suggesting the return of Fapping the Realm? It should be a picture of you listening to LVR, because we don't have magazines to read. Yeah, you have to pay for a transfer to Sargentana Center. <laughs> you have to be in, the, in the LBR studio. I'll take a picture of what you do in game when you listen to Limit there Break Radio. Go. All right. If you farm, uh, if you've been working on your anima, uh, you know, what do you like to do when you listen to Limit Break Radio? We're going to get it's pictures of two people like just in their underwear in rooms. Oh, yeah. there's. I fully <laughs> Too expect much fapping. I fully expect fapping. Hold on. We need to make this clear. Is this an in-game selfie? In-game selfie. Okay, it's yes. gonna be really hard to get feet in that picture then. <laughs> Did you develop a foot 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 fetish between now and last week? Seriously? Did you not? <laughs> uh, anyway, walking around got you interested in your foot or something? So well, okay, Pokemon Go. You're looking at your feet all the time. You know those. They're not half bad looking feet. So basically, <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to have the Polaroid frame available for you to take uh, and do whatever you want with at our website, LimitBreakRadio.com. Look for that later tonight. Uh, we'll have that posted up in our blog section. And then just take that frame, put your selfie in it, and send it back to us. Tweet it out. I feel like we need some uh, like one more caveat to this to make it just... Yeah, this, this is like this, this is this seems like an actual easy. contest. Oh, uh, we're gonna just pick our favorites. We're gonna pick our. Fa- it's, there's like no, there's no randomness to it. It's completely. I feel subjective, like opinion based. To- totally wins on this whole shady contest thing. Yeah, maybe. Wait, what if we take already. bribes in game? Yeah, but you know what? It's actually a p- kind of decent contest now that we've okay. said it out loud. So I he's guess. so proud that we actually came up with a decent contest. He's like, well, we got to go with it now. Yeah. See how easy that is, Square Enix. Goddamn. Okay, but we tried to do a bad contest. Let's just let's just think of this through. Before we tried to make up a contest on the spot and it failed horribly. Right, right. We tried to make a bad contest on the spot and we got something that's pretty decent. Are we bad at making bad contests? We very well might be. Okay, just want to make that make that clear. We're bad at being bad. Yeah. See, this is what happens when we don't try. So what happens when you get good? Yeah. It's hard to get bad again. I guess. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, look for that post at our website, LimitBreakRadio.com. That'll go out soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how many. Uh, I think Kuki, Kuki can tell us how many codes we actually have to give away. I don't actually know how many we have to give away. I didn't know we had any. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the first that I read of it was actually at the end of this outline. As That's, that's why I got to the uh, Game Master's email support is clueless about the campaign and. And That's we have it. some DLC. Oh, oh, oh contest okay. time. Yeah, we actually have some of those. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, thank you. Guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. We're going to ask Callow about it later. Shout- I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, shout out to Todd for donating those uh, email codes. Todd's. 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 Multiple. It's just Todd's. It's Todd S. 
Thank you to all the Todds. Okay, well, thank you, Todd DS, then, because there's a D at the end of it. You have to pronounce every letter, apparently, okay. or something. T O D D S. Okay, we've learned how to spell on the air today. <laughs> okay, now we're getting our shitty contest in. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, it's not a shitty contest. It's just a shitty episode. That's okay. <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, we'd love to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. Uh, com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord. Uh, we want to talk to you about anything you want to talk about, whether it be the jumping potion, whether it be deep dungeon that's coming out in two days. What are you super excited about? How is your anima grind going? Do, uh, mine. Has do we want to talk about not, jumping potion? We could, if that's what people uh, really uh, want no. to talk more about. <laughs> no, uh, no more. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not going to prevent you from talking about anything you want to talk about. So uh, Open yeah, lines, right? Give us a call. Limit break radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some features that uh, have we've heard about. But they were mentioned by like Yoshi P or people in Final Fantasy XIV development. Yeah. At some point, whether they be like an offhanded mention in an interview or there was actually some time given to it, we're, that's, we're going to talk about that here in uh, just a minute. So, uh, yeah, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. Real quickly, before we get into that, I kind of wanted to give you guys an update uh, because I know not everyone listens to Final Encountercast, but this is something that we talked about a little bit on Final Encountercast. If you've noticed that I have not been around recently on stream for reset days, stuff like that, I have been working very hard behind the scenes on uh, a couple of different things. Uh, the first thing is that uh, I took a new job, which is awesome. Uh, it's actually at the place that I was working before. It's at the same radio station I was working before, but they uh, flipped their format and got rid of a significant portion of their staff, kept me and about four other people on to serve as uh, technical directors in the interim. And so, uh, yeah, I, I basically am getting about four times the amount of hours that I was getting. Uh, so that's so congrats. I'm working four hours a week. <laughs> Uh, you're funny. I know. Uh, so it's, it, uh, you know, I'm adjusting to the new work schedule, but there's also something that we've been working on behind the scenes and I can't tell you too much about it right now. Uh, but we are looking at, you know, we've got, we've got a couple of big projects in the works. We got limit or uh, we got the LBR network.com launching, uh, here pretty soon. And, uh, to go along with that, we're actually working on a bit of new content and uh, we're excited to uh, to be working on this new show we've got a couple of partners uh, helping us uh, in the planning stages to get this off the ground and there's a lot of exciting things uh, happening in the background uh, surrounding that show so uh, you know the possibility of of what you know what we're looking at here is maybe content five days a week from LBR Network. That would be crazy, right? Five days. Game, baby. Well, I mean, I would say, I would venture so far to say six days a week. 
Yeah, well, yeah, including LBR. including this show. Yeah, I would and, say six days a week there's an LBR fix to be had. Yeah, so uh, we're looking at seriously upping the amount of content production, and uh, that's all being done thanks to your support over at Patreon.com/slash/LimitBreakRadio. I mean, this is like this is pretty big. This is this is pretty massive. Um, and you know, the other thing that I'm doing is uh, at this new job is that I'm. You know, it's it's kind of a big deal uh, because I I've never really tried for something like this, but I am trying. I'm I'm pretty much aggressively going after uh, a pretty serious promotion over there. So it's like I've got you know I've got movement going on going on on two fronts. You know, there's a lot of movement here with LBR and everything we do here and there's also a lot of movement going on at my job too usually it's, usually when a nero talks about movement he's talking about his pants but uh or my bowels my or, bowels uh, yes that too or more recently actual movement with pokemon go yeah we'll get into that on final encounter don't worry guys uh but yeah it's it's pretty exciting all of the movement that's going on with uh you know with both of those things and uh yeah i'm 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 just i'm super excited but it's really it it's I, i've seen it this week it's really been a bit of a hindrance on my free time i've barely logged into ff14 at all in this past week i mean really i have not even done my mechanic run yeah i I, it's bad it's really bad so i mean the the amount of movement that's going on is even affecting like all the stuff that's going on with the nero is like pouring over into me and i haven't even done my mechanic run either from all of his movements. I oh, don't, yeah. I don't think that's how that works. That's, that's, yeah, that's no. definitely not that's how not that works. Are you sure? Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like it's really affecting me. So. Uh, I don't, I don't, it might it, in the, you know, near maybe, future. Maybe not in like in. Master of coin. In, <laughs> in like the uh, theoretical level, but definitely in the emotional level. It's okay. affecting me. Yeah, I'm sure. This and is the it, worst pitch for more time off I've ever heard. Look, I, I, here, straight up, I've been in meetings all week. I've had to wear suits. Like, you wear a suit? I do. How did you not tweet a picture out of that? I, dude, it's been, this has been a busy, busy week. Not just for me as as a producer, but as you know, as a company for Limit Break Radio, it's been pretty huge. And I can't wait to share with you guys what we're working on because it's pretty fucking amazing so uh that's just something to to look forward to guys uh thank you so much for all of your support whether it be through paypal whether it be through a sub here at twitch or whether it be over at patreon.com slash limit break radio we appreciate your support you have gotten us to this point you have gotten us this far and uh we we really appreciate everything that you guys have done we're looking to take it to the next level but we still need your support so patreon.com slash limit break radio is how that's done one dollar a month gets you access to our bonus content that we release every week we've got the post show with pops and kook that of course we broadcast here uh after final encounter wraps up and uh we've also got the green room show that we record out in the green room where we just kind of sit around and talk about the game uh, of thrones the, yeah well not anymore <laughs> now, now pokemon go now pokemon now, go, now pokemon go. Okay, yeah that's yeah. true and just to give like everyone a little uh, perspective on how big this has been. Uh, a Nero has called a host's meeting that twice for the f- yeah. before this happened. Yeah. Uh, once was the inception of Patreon. Yeah. And once was the inception of Final Encounter Cast. 
this has been the third host meeting we've had. It's kind of a seismic move. So yes. uh, we're we're pretty excited about it, and uh, we're super excited that you guys it's, are going to be along for the ride. So. It's almost as big as my dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Nika bites on that one. <laughs> Don't encourage him, please. Nika, Nika with the pity snort. <laughs> All right, let's go to our phone lines. We've got Adria Beliska of Balmung. Hey, what's going on, Adria? Hey guys, how y'all doing today? Good. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What would you like to talk about? Uh, just talk about the jump potion. I know I'm probably going to wear that out, just like everybody else has. But you can't wear it out any more than we have. Yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Don't worry about it. Right. So, uh, what? Oh, what about? Man. What about the jump potion? So basically, uh, I've been listening to you guys for the last month now, and I just discovered you, literally, like maybe two months ago nice and uh i've really enjoyed the show it's been awesome it's been very entertaining especially when i'm at work and i have nothing else to do and i can sit here and burn three hours of my day listening to you guys but however i've been listening to everybody talk about the jump potion and i was sitting here thinking about it because i play world of warcraft and i've been playing that ever since beta and when world of warcraft actually came out with the jump potion i guess their version of it it really kind of diminished the game. Yeah. And the, what, what I mean by that is when you used to level up and then you switch over and start doing all your crafting, your trade skills and stuff like that, that was a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. it was so much fun to be able to make gear, sell it on the auction house, and make a profit, and you can make money on the game. But once they implemented that jump potion, basically what, what, what happened was they just totally destroyed the whole entire market, the whole auction house. There's no one that buys level one, level two, level three, or any gear on the auction house anymore in World of Warcraft. And if you do, it's typically because it's like a level 100 piece of gear. Right. And so now crafting has come to a point where you're just at a stalemate. There's no, there, there's no point in it. So why even have the fucking shit in the game? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So when... Yoshi P is talking about possibly implementing this into Final Fantasy fourteen. It really kind of made me mad because I was like, man, you've, you've worked so hard to make crafting in this game so unique and fun. Right. It's amazing, man. It's so much fun. And I just know as soon as they do this and everyone's going to jump up to level 60, people aren't going to be making the money off of all the gear and products that you can make in the game anymore. That's, and that just basically annihilated half of your game. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I never thought um, about that. Yeah, actually, like, uh, we've heard about Jump Potion for three weeks, and I never once thought about the economic fallout of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 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 a great point, because when you... It, it, the, the thing about, uh, you know, uh, about crafting that makes it a system that works is that you're generally making gear for people who are just coming to the game trying to get through the leveling system they want to progressively get their 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 gear better and better and when you subvert the need for leveling then you subvert the need for gear basically one to 60 and all the gear the only gear that becomes relevant is that gear at 60 i mean you compare that with ff11 
today, right now, FF11 right now. Absolutely. And and it still has a very thriving economy. And you can actually, if you know a good piece to craft that a lot of people want to use at low levels or, you know, in the mid 50s or the mid 60s, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of make some bank on that. Um, it's not like it used to be where, you know, it, it crafting is silly, but you know, like, well, I mean, scorpion harness was always worth bang. right. That, uh, but that's what I'm saying. And, and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. And and even though it's not worth bank anymore, and a lot of those crafting items are a, a lot easier to find, they're a they're lot more. You, at this point, they're a lot more ubiquitous. Yeah, you can still. There's still relevant enough pieces of gear through the leveling process that you're still going to want a scorpion harness through your mid 50s or 60s, right? Well, kind of. I mean, you level so exactly. fast now that you can usually just. You can pass on a lot but of But it's not... Uh, right, right. And and gear is secondary, and, and it's not as important as it was back in the old days of FF11, where you needed to you know, keep your gear current and stuff like that. And that's the way that an MMO should do it. But the yeah. point is that, you, that it's still there. Like, yeah. you can't take your level one you know, town gear and run around in that until 75 and then go get, you know, a whole bunch of easily, easily accrued point gear. You're right. Even, uh, even just my last level up, I had to, I had to go get new gear every 15 levels or so. And that's, and that's, I think part, absolutely. That's part of the fun of MMOs. I mean, accessorizing stats, you know, customizing stats, uh, and, and FF 11 was like a really great example of, of, of a system that worked really well doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, they kept gear relevant because there's no, fast forward button if that fast forward button existed if you could just pop a character open at 99 then there would be no now, there would be no economy well the other thing 11 had going for it in that exactly. uh view is it had capped fights and i think where you were capped to 40 capped to 20 capped to 60 where you actually had to have that armor still. actually you know that's so also a good they point. also had that going for them that's also a good point but yeah no i i think that there is some very real considerations when you're talking about the economics of a jump potion and you know suddenly are we going to see this the 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 feet taken right out of crafting i don't think they're going to start introduce jumping potions and have crafting as a selection you can't start the game as a crafter i mean this isn't 1.0 anymore mm. so interesting i, I okay. really don't th- i think they're just going to have it as the battle classes only so adria if it applied only to battle classes and not to crafting classes does that address the problem enough for you or do you still think it's going to be problematic i still think it's going to be problematic i mean because not only is it just gear but it's every aspect of the game i mean it's it's the economical aspect of the game if you can't make money that way how else are you going to be making money Right, right. Um, I know you can sell pets on the auction house, and like in World of Warcraft, I was, I was telling Nika, I was like, the only way that you can actually make any money off of World of Warcraft now is selling, like, sky golems and choppers and taking a full month to make the stuff in order to sell it and turn a profit of maybe 4 to 5K. So you're... Your gold is almost like, let me go ahead and buy a WoW token and get some gold and then, you know, try to sell on auction house or whatever you can do to make some extra money, which I've not done. My buddy does that to pay for his 
WoW subscription and all that. But it's I, for Final Fantasy, it's such a fun game. There's nothing monotonous about it. There's no redundancy about it. There's hmm. so much to do in the game. There's not just one way to level. There's multiple ways to level. There's multiple ways to craft and build stuff in the game. You can make furniture. I mean, you've got a, an array of stuff that you can make. Right. But you're going to get to the point where people aren't going to want to play the game anymore because now you've got people like Mithri that is just an amazing crafter and enjoys the game. And, you know... From only that aspect. I, gonna, I'm, and I'm pretty sure Mithri doesn't actually yeah. have any battle classes. He only... Oh, he does. Oh, he does? Yeah. He okay. Does. Well, I know, but it, it, he focuses mostly on, on crafting. crafting. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Yeah, primarily on that. And then basically what happens after you implement the jump potion, okay? Yeah. That's exactly what World of Warcraft did, is they introduce heirloom gear. Oh, so we fixed the gear problem. No, you didn't really, because now you have heirloom gear that levels up with you always to level 100 now. So that really just foobars a whole entire um, auction house and that whole side of the market. So you really don't need any gear until you hit level 100 now. Because you've got the heirloom gear. Yeah. This whole conversation so makes me feel like we're talking about 14 as if it were a 10-year-old game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, no kidding. I'm not going to go so yeah, far I mean, as to say, I, by the I way, that F14... I don't want that to happen. I won't right. go so far yeah, as to say that F14... I don't want that to happen to any kind of Talk. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy 14 game because this is an, an amazing game. Like, it's by far my favorite game that I've played yet. Yeah. And I just think it would just take so much out of the game, and then it would just be like, what's the point of me logging in to even try to do crafting at this point? You know, and then you're going to have the people like other uh, individuals have talked about where <laughs> you're going to have a level 60 person come in there and start doing raids with you and just making you wipe over and over again yeah. because they don't know what they're doing. Yep. And my solution to that was, I believe is a couple weeks back, someone actually kind of touched on it was, why don't you have a couple different servers solely for those people that want to do the jump potion and get into the game that don't have the quote unquote time to level up someone to me you're just lazy yeah if you don't I, have time to do something it's because you don't make time if you don't have time to go to the gym you don't make time to go to the gym right it's kind of hard I mean, like i don't understand what people three meals a day don't really think too that if you don't have time for an MMO, you probably shouldn't be playing an MMO. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sorry to, to deliver the hard truth of the matter, but like if you don't want to put the time in or you really can't, yeah. find a game that fits your play schedule. Yeah. Like, don't force them to change the game for you. It's a and, strange world where we got Nika dropping the hard truth. Well, but that's, uh, that's the thing, though, is that, you know, I feel like gamers... You know, especially younger gamers, uh, you know, maybe a generation below us, the the answer seems to be not, you know, rise to the challenge or accept the form, but that the game needs to change to fit their needs, to fit their lifestyle. And, you know, the the whole the cry of like, it's not fair. The we wants. The we wants. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I I mean, I got to say, we've done a pretty good job at at countering those at counterbalancing a lot of those attitudes. But I think it's a young, that's a very young attitude to have to gaming because, it, you know, like. Well, you know what? what that's it, it's it, it, it's it's really I think it's ridiculous to say, hey, 
developer, this is unfair. You need to change this. You know, I mean, like you mentioned it being a part of a younger crowd. You might be onto something there, because when I think about that mentality of, okay, can I pay money to make it go a little faster or something like that? That sounds like a mobile game. Yeah. Which younger gamers. Yeah. That's exactly Maybe that's it. where the mentality comes from. But the thing is, is that game companies, they make so much money off of it. Oh, a fortune. You know, you can't, you, you can't, you How can almost. go brought in already? Right. You can, you can't, you can almost not fault them for trying that. Oh, no. But the thing is, is I think that audiences are going to be different. Certain audiences are going to be more receptive to stuff like that. I don't think that, I don't think that we are. I don't think that the game the audience that this game has cultivated is going to be receptive to that because at every turn, whether it's uh, FanFest 2014, whether it's, you know, PAX, the reception has been and the feedback has been from the dedicated players of this game, you know, put the challenge in there. Don't, you know, don't blunt the edge. Don't dumb it down. Don't you know, no story mode. That was that got a big, big cheer at at FanFest when uh, when they were talking about that. You know, like that's I think what they need to lean into. And they've spent two expansions because I'll just I'll call ARR an expansion, but they've ba- they've basically spent two expansions supporting the lower and mid end of their game, and it's now time to really lean into the end portion of the game uh adrian thanks for the call we really appreciate it if you want to call limit break radio limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord and uh of course of course uh adria we want to welcome you to the fold recently finding limit break radio that's awesome i love to hear about people who just find the show so, that's one yeah. of my favorite things to hear is like someone oh yeah i listen to you guys while i'm at work i love hearing that because i think about it a lot when i'm at work and just like bored out of my mind it's like god wish i had a podcast i could listen to that i'd like or something like that oh this is why people listen right okay. yeah 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 i really like hearing how people would rather uh listen to a podcast instead of doing something they hate to do that really <laughs> makes me feel happy yeah <laughs> well, I'm, like, I'm going to be realistic. I don't think anyone's saying like, yeah, I was going to have sex with my girlfriend, but LBR was on. So, you know, pass. Ah! All right. Outside of Thor. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it just happens at the, you know, like people will just get down to the show. Yeah. That's during. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, nothing helps you get it going like a Nero just raging in the background. Exactly. Yeah. You form a good rage boner. Come on now. Come on. Get it done. Lots of hate fucking during LBR. That's <laughs> right. Oh, uh, that's right. Again, Limit Break Radio conversation ever. on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, we want to hear from you. We are on the cusp of Deep Dungeon, guys. I yes. feel like we have waited so long for this. God, I feel like we're just putting it on such a fucking pedestal. I know. It's going to be... Yeah, it's never going to live up. I know. Calm your expectations. Man, you guys are such pessimists. What the heck? (laughs) Is this your first day? Is this your first time? Hi, welcome to LBR. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wait, Nika, do you think... Are you new? Do you think it's going to live up to all of our grandiose expectations? I Actually, for this one, I do. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, our expectations... going to be so fun. Yeah, our expectations are pretty well set within what we know the event is okay well you know what i got uh i got skynamist okay so i'm gonna curb my enthusiasm yo squirrel so fat it takes him two trips to haul ass 
<laughs> Good one, uh, Worst Wine. Good Nailed nice. it. Nice. We get, it's we, the week, it's, we get a donation it, from every week to burn Skurro. Yes, it's yeah, the weekly Worst Wine Skurro burn. You realize that Skurro's like pulling his weight, and according to Worst Wine, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dollar every time, so, well, you know. That's about what he's worth. Once, yeah, okay. All right, that's fair. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we are right on the cusp of Deep Dungeon. I, I you know, that's the thing is, I, I feel like some of my enthusiasm has been lost. If it was one week earlier that this had come out, this it, it would have captured some of the momentum. That Now, that may be just how busy I am. I would say, if it came out this week, life. you wouldn't have had time to play. That is true. That is absolutely true. We'd be doing true. this show with you saying, yeah, no, sorry, I haven't done it. I would have made time. Yeah? I would have made time. Because that's the thing is that... He would have let that chance go. Yeah, that's right. I would have, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> it popped in. It popped in my living room. Come on now, uh, Pokemon Go jokes. Anyway, so, <laughs> so no, I would have made time. That's the thing is that you know for Deep Dungeon, I think that I would have made the time, especially if you know knowing that we're going to talk about it on the show. Uh, there was times that I could have logged on to fourteen, and I ended up playing something fun. With myself, playing yeah, playing game. with myself. Oh. Just, yeah, yeah, something fun. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so the under the under uh, uh, comment there is that I play with the Nero. Yes. Uh, Never mind. You want to walk that one back? Oh my! Let's just move on. <laughs> He's good with it. Let's just go. All right. Okay, that's weird. Fan fiction confirmed. That is weird. <laughs> It's officially weird. I love you. <laughs> so, with deep screeching halt. With, with deep dungeon coming out, we thought you know th- I might even kiss a dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. yes, my favorite drop. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> But with Deep Dungeon coming out, we thought, you know, there have been a lot of other features that we've been... Because we heard about Deep Dungeon a long time ago. You know, the first that we ever heard about it was Yoshi P making mention that he wanted to add a Final Fantasy Tactics-style dungeon system with one that just kept going. Uh, And and, and, uh, FF Tactics was the point that he used like the the point of reference that he used right and so now we're you know months later we're seeing deep dungeon finally uh you know finally materialize but there've actually been other features that we've been hearing about for just as long that we've not seen materialize that we have no date on or idea when we could actually see these. So, uh, again, we want to take your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We'll take your calls about anything, but, uh, you know, we've got a little bit of a list here of yeah. things that... What has, uh, has SE promised you that they haven't delivered yeah, on? We want to hear about it. That's right. Bring bring all your grievances and disappointments to uh, to bear. Let's, let's Yoshi, get all of Yoshi this. Yoshi listens to the show. He's going to hear you. That's oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Wow, there's... Are we allowed there's, to claim that there's 24 no. summoners already calling in <laughs> uh, summoners lighten up the lines so the, i think at the top of this list the thing that we've been hearing about the longest and i think the thing that the game would benefit the most from is an api 
We've yes. Been, we've been hearing that this game is going to have an API and have some kind of uh, allowable app development for it yeah. since 2.0. And, you know, the last that we heard uh, as recently, I think, as 3.1 in interview surrounding 3.1, mm-hmm. that there's still an intention on putting in a uh, an API, but that it may not be exactly what we thought it was. I mean, and now they've gone completely side like we just don't hear about it at all. Yeah, it's if we ignore it for long enough, they'll all forget. And, and I have to wonder if things like uh, Guildwork had anything to do with that, if software like Guildwork had anything to do with that. Um, like you think it soured them on it or no I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case I you know there was there was a lot I feel like there was a lot of third party development that went on for FF11 oh yeah. But I don't feel like there's as much that goes on for FF14. And I feel like if they got through to the other side of hunts and they're like, oh, the worst that that happened was guild work, maybe maybe we don't really... SE hasn't really shown the this. animosity that they had for things like Windower. Absolutely. Yeah, that animosity has gone by the wayside. Well, yeah. That and Windower was less about like, like blatant, like, quote-unquote cheating versus just quality of life things like, that all Square the stuff Enix i use windower for are actually in ff11 now right so but what like, I, but I mean like se was openly hostile against windower yeah they uh, whereas they don't really show any hostility towards any of the stuff that we see in 14 yeah i don't think oh, that they do i'm talking about stuff like i mean and recast they, timers in 11 on windower and yeah. the buff timers and stuff that shit's not in 11 yet yes it is no it's not unless i miss is it not on by we, default? We had to be t- no. We had to be told how to turn it on during a stream recently. But it's definitely you can also see party TP and everything. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, there's a text command. I forgot. We used and it the one night, and then I forgot about it again. Yeah, it's like I don't remember. But there's wait, there's a text to command on. to give you a party readout of your TP. Uh, like you can it, no no no, no, it's, no it's, it's a turn on the scroll it on okay. yeah to turn on in the party TV and, and you can also see timers. like um b- like the buff timers and stuff before they wear off that's a thing too but it's not on by default it wasn't no it, yeah it was buff timers not recast timers right what the fuck why is this shit not on and where do you find it i don't know someone in chat had to walk us through it when we were playing before why do you need to be walked through like options this is ff11 because it's ff it's ff11 i'm triggered uh, Man, FF14 doesn't bring out that kind of passion in him. No, it sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. It's because I'm just completely ambivalent to whatever. Ambivalent? Yes! <laughs> there you go. He tried. You know, I was thinking, a like, for effort. I know the exact word I want to say, and I cannot even think of how to pronounce it. Ambivalent. <laughs> and then, this is like five seconds before I even tried saying it, so I'm just like, why, why am I going to do this? I don't st- <laughs> don't go there. Don't say the Brain, word. stop. No, stop. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now, I'm a, now, I'm, now I'm the stupid idiot. Thank you, Brain. Uh, yeah, well... We already knew that. But look, uh, I think, I, I mean, an API could be hugely important for this game. I, I But the thing is, is I'm not sure, like, what what would adding an API, what would a third-party app do that Square Enix hasn't really even done with QL, uh, you know, quality of life updates already? I feel like we got, you know, we get a lot of information already about what's going down on screen. You know, there's there's ACT and parsers, and yeah, you they definitely need to add some kind of official parser. Uh, I I don't think that. Yeah, but other than that, I'm not entirely sure. Like, 
Yeah, what, what else? What are they afraid of, I guess? I mean, my one thing I really liked in FF11 was the distance app to let you know how far away you were from something. So, like, as a bard, you can stand at a certain But that's because length. that's because it mattered. But, like, but it I'm doesn't matter sure in FF14. There's much that matters in 14 about Excuse that. you. In PvP, bard and that, machinist have a damage sweet spot. Yeah. Thank I'm, you very much. I know that. Do you? I do. Then why'd you forget it? I didn't. Then why'd you choose because to that's ignore a, it? Because that's a severely limited application of that. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. You wouldn't need a fucking app for that. And who PVPs? Right. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm actually not sure at this point what API development would help get accomplished. I mean, maybe anymore. that's why they've been putting it off because they're like, we've done everything anyway and a parser. Is yeah, maybe they, maybe they just don't see a point, but they really do need to add a parser. I mean, still, you know, we're we're at, you know, we're halfway through the 3.0 cycle. Yeah. We don't have a parser. It's kind of ridiculous. So maybe that's what we're asking. We're not actually asking for the API. We're just asking for a parser because I, I, you're right. I don't I can't think of anything else that people are actively clamoring for that an API would resolve. Yeah. Especially because a first party parser would probably be a bit more accurate as well, which would be cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a lot of traditional MMO techniques that FF14 has never used that you would need something like an API for spawn timers, you know, NM pops. Uh, you know, claim systems, stuff like that, that have been traditional to MMOs for a long time and have can increased the competitiveness of MMOs for a long time. That just doesn't exist in FF14. We don't have lottery pops. We don't have, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, 10% rare nm spawn chances out of those lottery pops we don't have uh you know really interesting nm systems like uh what was the thing with the void crystals where you had to uh heal and figure out how far the nm was away from you i love those what the, uh, what the fuck were those i can't remember what, what those about? in ff11 you don't remember that? You had the i think they were called like orosites or something oh the oh yeah um with uh Abyssites? Abyssites. Or is it an Abyssia? Because no, I know it, it wasn't an Abyssia. No. Oh, Abyssites. Yeah, Voidwatch void and Abyssite. Yeah, there you go. Voidwatch. Yeah. Oh, Voidwatch is yeah. kind of a new Void Voidwatch is right? awesome. I never, yeah, you, you I never rest, did new stuff. Yeah, you rest, and it will tell you how far away and in what direction the, oh the hidden enemy God. is. Oh, I do remember. And you got to go pop it. You're triggering me again. Stop. <laughs> but the, uh, we don't have anything like those. We don't have any of those systems in FF14, and all of those systems are things that an API would lend itself well to. Mm-hmm. When was the last time this spawned? When would you know, like that all that's what all of those developments were for. It's not I don't this game just does not lend itself to it. They have those rare gathering spawns that spawn every like hour or something. You can yeah, have an in-game can, tracker for those. Yeah, you can track that. on. FFX I mean, that would be nice being able to track when the hidden nodes and when like even be able to help you remember like because when you even if you've found it before when you do it again it's hidden again and to help you remember like which slot it's in once you found it or something yeah also xp per hour at the bottom of the screen yeah so i mean there's just there's there's a lot that if square enix made some fundamental moves with the how the way the game is played 
the the competitive the competitiveness of PVE, those are things that would necessitate an API. I don't think that we need one at the moment. I don't know need, that we need one. No, we don't need one, but we I, have look, as long as Square Enix is not banning for ACT and guild work, mm-hmm. we don't need an API. I don't think we need one. I think that was the biggest argument was the parser and yeah. getting the API, but yeah. And now that really... we have Stone Sky and Sea, I yeah. mean, we don't really need a parser. Exactly. But, well, but the thing is is that you I monster. mean, <laughs> you do you do really want like in terms of a parser, I think you want something that is not necessarily regulated, but you know that the numbers are accurate and they are accurate among everyone who's running it. Yeah. Because there is way too much of a discrepancy in ACT numbers. You know, they're not always the same between two people. They're close. They're close enough to be like, okay, that's a rough estimation. Exactly. Exactly. So I I think that that would be important, especially for progression ratings. So I I agree, but I think you might make a good point as long as they're content just to let act and guild work and stuff like that handle it maybe they're saying there's better places we can use our resources until we actually need this totally let's i mean let's go all let's let's rewind the the clock so far back that many of our listeners will not even remember this promise but way way back in the the annals of 1.0 previous (laughs) annals previous to to ff14 even coming out back when we were in black and white one of the initial promises was that we would have a combined friends list between ff11 and ff14 (laughs) (laughs) they also said they were thinking of a portal where you could be on 11 click on a door in your mog house and walk out in 14 yeah i think (laughs) that'd be so cool that's amazing that's so unreasonable that i don't think that we'll ever see that but i think they did say that at one point i I mean i do think that it would be cool to have uh something you know where you can send messages between the two games yeah i i my my like Long. And it seems really easy to do too. I'm not even. I just feel like the fact that you can't add someone on another server. Yes. Yeah. Before you add someone between the two games. Right. right. And that when you jump servers, you lose your whole friend list. Right. Because yep. they, they. Well, they had thought of a, a, a mechanism for that in FF11 with play online. You hand. You use your handle. And it was fine. Yeah. It was. That was a. To, it was. I mean. It's perfect. There was a lot that was broken about play online, but that was it's not one so of them. Was, we yeah. should just integrate Final Fantasy 14 back with play online or or we should just kill play online that thought is that someone just has to be online also to add them as a friend like if you have a a second character or an alt you cannot add your own character to send them stuff or send them kill or send them stop trying to cheat why do people have to well no but like even if you're just like if someone hops on the sergeant tannis and wants to friend one of the lbr hosts and they're not online which is frequent these days yeah why can you not Assholes. befriend someone who is offline? I that's no sense. Also a good question. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean that's just that's something that they talked about a long, long time ago. Where I mean, even I think even a few. Oh, there's not even very many people that would get a whole lot out of it. But I think it would be awesome. Well, I think it'd be I a cool flavor it. thing. And I, I thought yeah. for a long time that eventually down the line they will integrate the stories of eleven and fourteen together. Probably after eleven's completely dead and gone. But I think they will integrate those stories more in some fashion, more than just like, oh, Shantoto is in our world. That's weird. Uh, I think there will be some form of integration there. So that then it would be kind of cool, but I don't know. Hey, it's it's what's her name? The really submissive black haired girl. I can't remember her name. Lion. No. Well, Lion has red hair. Ayame? Arciella. The, the, the one. Oh, oh, Which story? 
The last one. The final Omiya. one. The last one. Iroha? The one that appears Iroha. in our world. Yeah. Ihora. No, she's talking about Rhapsody's of Vanadil. Yeah. Ihora. Yeah, Iroha. Yeah, there you go. Iroha. Ihora. Yeah. <laughs> Stop Iroha. it. How's your Listexia treating you? <laughs> yes. Ambivalent. She was, she was in the FF11 crossover event. Juxta the Ambivalent. <laughs> That's his That nickname. needs to be a title. Juxta the amb- Yeah, juxtaposition, the Ambivalent. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go back to our phone lines uh, and talk to Melkyria of Sargentanis. What's going on, Melkyria? Uh, hello? Hey, what's hello. up? Melkyria, what do you think Hi. about a jumping potion? <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> all right. No opinion. Uh, good call. Good, good one. Melkyria, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I've been wanting to talk about this for the entire month, but <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about um, the MSQ, and as much as I love the, f- the fact that everyone suddenly wants to bang Estinian because of his face reveal, I think it would have been a better narrative approach if he did die. Oh, yeah, like, um, yeah, totally. Like, to- he, she definitely should have died. But, oh, my God. He's so smexy. <laughs> the, like, not, not nearly as smexy like, as Amaric. I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, He's way smexier than Amaric. Oh, Thank no, you very much. No, the no, day, the, no it's, it's, a, it's a tie. The, it's a, the deus ex Eorzea that happened in that scene yeah. is pretty... I don't know, pretty ham-fisted. And I just... Pretty predictable. Yeah, I... I it would have been... And I said this on the show with Ethis last week, that it, it would have been narratively better if he had died in that moment. It, there would have been a, a much bigger impact. And the only thing... And my, the point that I think... I don't, I don't remember if Ethis made it or if it was someone in the room, that the only justification for keeping him around would be that he serves some greater narrative purpose later on down the road. I don't see that happening. It seems really silly for me. And to why, why would you just want to keep them in your back pocket for later? Oh, but, no. Well, but, you know what would be kind of cool, though, is that you know how, like, 11 is ending, like, way down the road and 14 ends. If they bring back kind of, like, the main NPC from each expansion pack for one big finale, that would Rhapsodies be Rhapsodies of Eorzea. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, but like oh, in Rhapsodies, though, you see people that have died. Like, I'm talking, like, they're still alive. So, like, who knows where I'm in Philly. Maybe I'm in Philly will just fuck off until we <laughs> He's gonna show up and we'll have Divine a skinny and we'll have all the main NPCs and they'll just come back in the end. I yeah, here's like, my here's my eight, thinking on 10, that like twelve years from now. Like if we you you have the end of the Dragon Song War and you like it's so much better narratively if you have the pillar of the dragon's hatred for man and the pillar of the man's hatred for dragons both dying. Yeah, like that's it. That is Astinian and that is Nidhogg. Yeah, they I, both should have died to symbolize the end of that war. That the the whole soliloquy that he delivers at the end about uh you know like having to. To you know, internalize the hatred was just unnecessary. Yes, it was so you know, like you you didn't need to actually say any of that to connect any of those dots. Like, oh well, he was so uh, you know, I could feel the hatred inside me, and his hatred burning deep within me made me learn how my hatred was just exactly the same as his. Oh, good. That, that, Hooray! That, Kumbaya! <laughs> Hand, hold hands, and sit around the goddamn fire now. That's they little- did that. That soliloquy is much better if it explains like why he was able to be separated from Nidhogg and he's saying it as he dies. Yeah. Okay, but um, you guys, but but heroes never die. 
Oh my god. I beg to differ. They do a lot. <laughs> I, I, I you could have you could have even you could have even had a moment in there where we save him or we think we save him and then I don't know the warriors of goddamn darkness come and shove Who? a spear through his heart yeah, yeah I know right, through Who? His chest. right doesn't ring a bell huh Who? oh my god Stop. I mean I mean that would have head off that would have been that would have been an, an, uh, a pretty narratively good moment it would have uh book ended the 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 moment with uh, hearts and farts uh, as well no I yeah Who? if it don't like think, okay <laughs> think about if that actually happened like we we pick him up off the ground like we did it huzzah and then he gets stabbed through the back and dies in it like to a completely different threat and we're like this guy can't catch a break that sucks i can't catch a spear that's for sure <laughs> oh. oh there you go uh so yeah no i i, I definitely see your point Melcuria. thanks for the call we uh we appreciate it uh he's gone off on a pilgrimage so it would make sense if at some point he comes back I think, yeah, I think we'll see him. I just hope that it's not in some cheesy bullshit fan service capacity because that's going to be really disappointing. We're going to see him the same way you see the hound. He's going to be hanging out in some village, like helping build windmills and shit. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if you, well, I guess you probably, you guys did that, like, victory lap, talked to everybody yes. plus, yes. right? Because you see that he goes and puts flowers for uh, you sail. Yes. It brought a tear to my eye. No, mm. guess what? It's, uh... Estinian uh, living. That's just a Final Fantasy IV callback, because he's he is Cain. He betrays you, and he lives. And now he's dishonored. And he leaves. And now he leaves forever. I mean, you're probably right. It is probably supposed to be a parallel to Cain. I kind of hate that. I'm gonna say if that is if that's that's we're never gonna see Estinian again. I hate Yoshi it. We won't see him again. Final Fantasy. Do you not games. see Cain in does. the after He's like, I'm just gonna remake them all. <laughs> No, I don't believe you do see Kane in the After Years. Yes. <laughs> You've never clearly played After Years, so I'm not going to dignify that with the response. Well, I was asking, I thought he was having do you a not stroke. see him? Because if you don't, that's probably a clear indication we'll never see a Sinian again. But if you do see him in After Years, he'll, he'll be back. You, oh. you see Gilgamesh and he mistakes you for Bart's. In four? <laughs> I'm right about that, aren't I? Oh, what, in four and yeah. After Years? Yeah. No, that does happen. Yes, it does. Does it happen? Yeah, when when you, he runs into Cecil, he's like, like, oh, all right, yeah, let's go, Bart's, right. and that's Cecil's really confused. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so that derailment brought to you courtesy of FF4. <laughs> that happened. Uh, thank, awesome. thank you, Malcuria, for the call. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com well, slash Discord. Uh, one of the other things that we've been hearing about forever, summoners have been clamoring for the. You're eggy- right, they have well, been clamoring for gold saucer dumb. snowboarding. Eggy glamours. Uh, oh, that too. Eggy glamours. Uh, still not a thing that we have seen in Eorzea. Dude, how? I'm pretty sure they did say this would be coming before 4.0, like for confirmed, right? Didn't they promise that back in early 2.0, though? I, no, they didn't, because in early 2.0, we thought we were getting new Eggies. And then once we learned, no, we're definitely not getting new Eggies, they're like, okay, let us change the way the Eggies look. And they're like, okay. Yeah, that was and around 3.1. You suck at everything. Oh, uh, it was not around 3.1. It was way earlier than that. It was that. before 3.0. Yeah, it was, that it was, was in it the 2.0 timeline. It was not as early as 2.0. Well... Or 2.0. Because I, I thought I mean, we were getting I new Eggies. Like, I'm sorry. 
See, no, you're right. I feel like they still tease us with the fact that we may possibly get new Eggies. Like when they first released, what was the first primal after the first original three? Was it Leviathan? Was the fourth? Uh, yes. I, yes. I feel like when that came out, like, oh yeah, when are we getting the Leviathan Eggie? And we kept like hoping for it, and then it never came. Like, okay, when are we getting the Ramu and Chiba Eggies? We're not. And so I feel like we kept holding out hope for it. And then once like 2.5, 2.55 came around, they're like, yeah, you're probably not getting him. Yeah. And then in the very first sequence of summoner quests, like the f- level 50 or 52 summoner quests, as soon as Heaven's Lord drops, they're like, let's go get the Ramu Eggy. And you're like, yes. And then they're like, troll. <laughs> Lol, no. no. So I'm pretty sure that until it was that point where they're like, your body cannot handle the amount of ether that it would require to summon another Eggy. I feel like we still had hope that we could get more. I, you got served. Listen, we have a lot of things where we'll like do a callback to 11 and you know, you can argue whether or not it's true that 11 did it better. Summons, you can't even argue. No. Summons were so great and like it is one of the like cool I didn't play summoner and it's one of the coolest points of F11. Absolutely. I summons were summoner. amazing. I loved it. Summoner Summoner was a badass job and the fact or just bad. like no. no it was badass <laughs> it was and badass. it still is badass the thing the thing about Summoner that I thought was so cool was that you had you had so much footwork that you had to do outside of leveling a normal job you had all of those uh Avatar fights. You, you could try to do the level twenty ones, which were balls hard. Yeah. Or you could deal with only having Carbuncle until you could do the group fights. Right. Those yeah. are your choices. It, 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 when you think about FF eleven, I mean, it really is amazing the way that they locked down certain aspects of that game and said, "Nah, this is just the way that it's done. Deal with it." And we did. <laughs> so we a lot of us, a lot of us still do. Can I get can I get Yin Yang Herb? Well, yeah, but it spawns on an NM that pops invisible and runs around. <laughs> can you wide scan that thing? You can wide scan that thing. Oh, that's easy mode now. You were always able to wide scan it. Well, I mean, everyone has what wide scan. Well, everyone does. Yes, yeah, exactly. But yeah. yeah, well, you wouldn't equip it now anyway. I mean, I do like one thing about our summons better, and that's the fact that you fight with them 100% of the time. Because 11 summons looked cooler and had cooler moves, but you would just summon them, use your big move, and then unsummon them and rest. No, you always hung out. You could keep Carbuncle out perpetually. Yes, but I'm talking about like endgame. Like I would use summoner for things like Chimera and Tiamat. Like sure. you basically summon Garuda, you'd use her w- slashy move, and you'd put her away and you'd rest. Okay, and so, so like I feel a Final like, Fantasy IV summon? Kind of, yeah. And so in terms of that, like... And summons in most Final Fantasies are actually you summon them, you use them for a short amount of time, and you release them. But I do like that in this game, the job itself revolves around the pet, which is kind of cool. But I don't know. I wouldn't say the summoner in 14 revolves around a pet. I think it's just having a pet as like, oh, by the way, I forgot that you guys are summoners, so here's a. No, no, no. Each Eggy has its own thing i mean the fact that like garuda extends your dots and it has actual purpose like without the the summon out it's pretty useless yeah i wouldn't say useless but it's a lot more potent like the the damage the summoner can do i just feel like it's not that different from just having a buff yeah yeah it's sort of just like having your uh your your auto turret or whatever out you know yeah you're having uh the the garuda summon out you could just have the thing that extends your dots as a cooldown on you. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's I mean, also great, attacking. I mean, it feels more like a summoner titan. when you summon a creature and you fight with it. Your you're, well, you're Titan one, I guess you have a point for that, but nobody uses yeah, Titan nobody except uses for Solo. <laughs> but I mean, like, there, that's why I've said there's no pet job in this game because nothing actually plays like a pet job. Yeah, that's true. And that's I don't true. think there ever will be anything. Like, I think it would just dra- too drastically change how you'd play that role. 
Yeah, and they're all about keeping I mean, things homogenized. They, they, but they could make one where literally every single ability you have actually makes your pet do an ability. They could, but they won't. Yeah, you know I mean, because essentially it wouldn't change the job, the way that the jobs work at all. You would just be like a beast master that had a pet and every single ability you would use, your beast would use it instead of you. And you yeah, just kind you, of stood there. You would, and you would be auto attacking in, instead. Dude, the lag that would come from that, like you hit your ability, you do a thing and then your pet does a thing. It would just be. No, you wouldn't, you imagine, really, no, you wouldn't do, do anything. Wouldn't do your anything. pet would only do you would things. You just kind of raise oh, your so hand. You would just, what would the controls or, or be like trying shout, to get your pet to dodge, get out of the shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That'd be, That'd be a mess. Thing. Maybe you just control the pet. Yeah, you stand in the back corner. You, you put your character where you would put the auto turret, and then you would switch to the pet, and you get the to toggle between the Man, two. this does sound like FF11's Beastmaster. Never mind. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. they probably wouldn't do that, though. Yeah, Let's, they, there, they, there will never be a true pet job in 14. No. It's never going to happen. No. When they came out with those, uh, the uh, primal um, minions... Summoners lost their shit because they look so much better than the Aggies. Well, yeah. 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 I don't blame them. I think yeah. they were right so, to lose their they're shit. They're so cute. And I, and I think that those minions should be glamour options for, for, the, Aggies. for yeah. the Aggies. Yeah. Yeah. I do. No, I don't think they should have that. But if you think about it lore-wise, the Aggies are what? Like the spirit of them? They're supposed to be like their inner tiny little soul or something. Like it wouldn't make sense technically to have the actual <gasps> summon. You're right. We all did get another Aggie. We got Midgard Stormer. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs out with us. He's a cool I mean, like, dude. Technically, I suppose. I don't know if he's an eggy, but all right. He's Midgard a mini Stormer version eggy. of himself. He's not an eggy because he's not glowing. That's right. They all have to glow. That's the rule. <laughs> that, well, because eggies are like little little soul crystals of the original primal. So it wouldn't make sense to have big giant summons because the way primals work in this lore. Don't you shame him based on his appearance? <laughs> just talking about lore in general in this game I, it makes sense for them to look the way that they do but we don't have to like it so basically and nobody does and we don't we're yeah. not happy about it yeah no i don't think anyone but it makes sense no one can argue that it doesn't make sense no but it still sucks uh let's go back to our phone lines and uh talk to crimson tinted of balmung what's going on crimson thanks for calling limit break radio Hey guys, thanks for having me. I uh, just wanted to go pan back a little bit to Deep Dungeons. If sure. I may. Yeah. Um, I've have a great deal of concern with regards to just how much of the Deep Dungeon system we're getting up front. Okay. I, I'm concerned that it is, this feels a lot like the hype leading up to Diadem. It really does, where we had this new system that was coming out that may have had some open-ended exploration aspects that we could dig a lot of time into and get rewards out of. And that flopped hard to the ground, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I fear that's going to be the case potentially here, especially with the relatively low number of levels released up front, that like 50 level situation that we're right, getting up right. front. Um, rather, I feel like people are going to tear through it very quickly because they're so thirsty for content at this point that it's going to become a forgotten footnote 
unless they either tune the difficulty of those 50 levels to take a significant amount of time sure or they're very quick about releasing the additional levels well, as to hook the end game raiders who are kind of already done with this tier you know they yeah, also said favorite. that there was a point to going back and doing them again to continue training your weapon so i don't think once you hit 50 you're done you just go and restart from one again and also with with uh diadem like we knew so little about diadem that our like what what we thought it might be just ran wild with this, we have at least an idea of what the event we're getting is. And we're also going to get real story with this, it seems like, because we keep seeing these little hints of Edda and like that cool new outfit it looks like she's wearing from the last like screenshots we saw. And I feel like the Diadem had literally nothing to do with anything. Yeah, but I, you know, I think Crimson actually kind of brings up a good point that with how little content there is, I could see people just absolutely chewing through the 50 levels super quickly because we do know that it's not a terribly challenging system. And if they know that it's easy to grind out, if they know how easy the points are to get, it'll just turn into the anima where I'm totally not working on that at all i'm just kind of like yeah when it happens it happens and i think that that's a really bad approach to have to you know content like this like you don't that's not the attitude you want your players walking away from your event with you want your uh, your players walking away going okay well that was fun and i didn't get the thing that i needed i got close like let you know how am i gonna how am i gonna get it tomorrow because that that, it, dude, the the carrot on the end of the stick. If you're if everyone within three days has one of those shiny weapons, what's the fucking point? Well, I I could have sworn that the way that they worded it made it sound like that you'd get to floor two hundred and not necessarily have the shiny weapon trained enough to take out, and you'd have to keep leveling it. I don't know. I mean that that's a very vague it, statement. It made it sound like you had to train it, and so it was worth going back. To train your weapon. Well, of course, but the thing is, is most people are just going to want it for the glamour. They're not going to want it for the stats. It doesn't necessarily outclass any of the weapons that we have. Most people are just good sitting with lore weapons. And, And the thing is, is like, they're not wrong. The, the people who sit around with only lore gear that just get their tomes every week, like, dude, they're not... They're not wrong. There's no compelling reason to want to push your eye level, your stats. I mean, the only reason to do it is just to do more rating. And that is that's that's not a very good like that's not even a good self-serving reason to 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 grind out gear. Maybe I misunderstood. I thought you had to fully train it to take it out. I thought that was you do. Yeah, I I said that you can't take it out of the reward of of doing all this is that you get to take it out when you're all finished. You don't just get to take it out from day one. Well, but, but if it's, if we're getting to floor 50 in no, it's the not first gonna be day, at floor 50. it's going to be like 200. No. Oh, definitely. No, I don't, I don't think that that's because floor 50 is not even the end of the story. They said until floor 100, we're going to get story. So it's going to at least go that far. Yeah. But if uh, you, you mean to tell me that you don't think we're going to be able to take those shiny weapons out, no, in at this at this patch, I don't think so. Mm. I, think I mean, I, I think we will, I don't think, I think so. You'll have to get. You'll have to make I mean, the trip. They made it sound times. like you had to train it up a lot to be able to take it out, and I feel like you but probably wait, can't but do that from. Why? Wait, 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 wait. Why? Why would they do that? And then 
you know, because like if if the eye level system is going to progress in patches, then the gear and the 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 level progression that comes out of this system is going to have to keep going as well. They're either going to have to keep updating what comes out of this in the same way that they kind of keep updating the animal weapon. And then that introduces the question, well, does it change graphically? Because then you only have to get through so much to take it out for a piece of glamour. What I just figured is that we were going to get, because only through 100 even has story. And then after that, it's just going to be a challenge. I feel like we're going to get those by like 3.4, 3.45. I don't think that that's... And then... No, and where, then... Where what, are you what, getting that? Like, that's just, that's headcanon. Maybe, but I feel like, well, what with the fact, because I'm just thinking, I mean, this, I guess I've never officially confirmed, but the fact that it's called, the system is called Deep Dungeon, and that this is called Palace of the Dead. That the fact there's going to be more Deep Dungeons that are not called Palace of the Dead that start from floor one, so as our eye level increases, we'll get a new Deep Dungeon that starts with those levels, or like maybe when... 4.0 comes out and our level might go up to but what, if 70, it follows if it's it, going to be a new deep dungeon if it follows that logic nika then there is literally no point to doing deep dungeon in 3.35 because there's no reward that you can take out i think that why would they introduce a system that has no reward and has a reward three months from now i mean i think it's going to be different maybe there's a smaller version of it now and we'll get like maybe you can get because they did say that the stats are relevant now so maybe you can take the basic stat relevant one out now but the glowing one doesn't come till later or something i just figured you'd have to get one to 50 but you'd have to make that trip a couple times before you were to earn enough points That's or training possible. on it or whatever it is to take it out yeah i don't think getting one to 50 will be enough to take it out but i think you i think you'd have to continue doing the event more yeah you're gonna have to yoshi p said that floors one through 50 should take roughly three hours yeah Exactly. And so you're going to do this like, I don't know, 80 times to get your glowy weapon out. And then when floors 50 through 100 come out, then your glowy weapon will have like, I don't know, uh, more sparklies that come out on top. Of it's like, how more do you make glam- it glowy and more glowy? It's more already glowy. glowy. <laughs> how do you make it more glowy? Nika, come it's on. It's already super glowy. It's well, no, like the glowiest think, weapon we've ever seen. Think about like when your anima hit I-200 and now it's got like the cool little like things that like circle around it and yeah. shit. Like, it could always be more glowy. <laughs> I suppose. And, and, and that's, that, that's sort of what I'm getting at is that like, are they going to have to upgrade the graphical representation uh, every time too? I mean, that's different colors. Yeah, that seems like a lot, though. I mean, that seems like a like a lot of development work. No, I I just figured it would at least go through floor 100, which is where the story stops, because 100 to 200, they said it would just be a challenge. But I, I don't know. Yeah, but they're not gonna, they're not gonna lock that. You don't reward. think we're gonna get fifty to hundred? Because if we're getting this three point three five, you don't think we're gonna get fifty to one hundred and three point four? No, I think three point five. I think we no. will. Three point four five. Yeah. Really? I think yeah. three point. I would guess three point four five would make sense. This might be the off patch thing that comes out. It might be. I mean, because before the off patch thing was the feast, and what was it before then? Uh, the stupid, stupid game. What was that? Verminion. Verminion. Was that the was that, that was the 2. off patch? Yep. Yeah. I'm thinking this might be the new off patch. Maybe. Thing. I mean, yeah. If if they're if they're willing to support it every single. Uh, Diadem was also one point two. Oh, uh, was back, it? Right? Okay. I think. I don't. I don't. I can't remember if it was three point one or one point. Can't remember. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, I can't care. 
Anyway, uh, Crimson, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Again, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. Also available on Discord, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We want to talk to you. want to hear from you about anything that's going on in FF14. Currently talking about uh, features that have been talked about in interviews, have been hinted at, but yet we've still never seen. One of the big ones that we've heard a lot more about recently. Yeah, you know what? I feel like I have been like stuck in this glass ceiling within my free company because I'm a female character. Suddenly, I just can't get yes, promoted anymore. Idiot. I don't know. I don't like it. So we have not seen Grand Company uh, ranks since 2.0 came out. Jesus, I think those are the same one since 1.0. I think they, they are. Have yeah, I have confirmed these up. are coming in either 3.5 or 4.0. They have confirmed that. Or 4.0. Jesus, two expansions later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, we are getting these. But actually, what? Act- what? Uh, well, I was going to say, along with it, uh, we're supposedly getting some kind of system where we can. Like Do, have NPCs? Yeah, summon platoons. Or something. Platoons, that's it. Wow, that's right. Yeah, platoons. what the heck? Like, now, see what what I want is you know going back to the 1.0 again. They discussed how that the grand companies would play a bigger role, and that a grand yeah. company would be able to take control of a primal, and that each grand company would be able to summon a primal. And when free you summon roaming, a primal, free roaming said, primals. Yep. That yeah. was a thing. Yep. Yep. And they said that you'd be able to take control of the primal, and that when someone summoned a primal, you would know because the entire sky would change and the zone would change, and you would know that. Somebody had a primal right now. Well, and and the thing is, is I think that Odin, the original Odin fate, was a sort of like uh, proof of concept for that whole idea. I feel like SE used to make promises drunk. <laughs> they used to get really drunk and do their like, like, like kind of like we're hey, like, hey, we're gonna buy a bar next week. They kind of had the same approach to like dropping information. Well, but I mean, like you can actually see the underpinnings of that system with the Odin fate. Sure, you know the 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 environment changes, uh, you know, to a specific weather type when it pops. You need damn near the entire server to come down on it to be able to win. If you're trying right. to take it on as even, you know, four or five parties, you're really going to get your shit wrecked. Um, you know, and if they had attached some sort of not not necessarily claim system, but, you know, your free company does the most damage or, you know, like the way that they do attri- uh, uh, point attribution on hunts and you continually bo- build points for your free company or your grand company or whatever to be able to summon, you know, summon primals for yourself. That would have been a really cool system, I think. You should be able to like it's have a- your grand company summon. Looks so, like if the flames summon Ifrit, and then it's like a super hard Odin type Ifrit, and then the grand f- company flames. They don't want to fight it, so now you have to fight it with like two thirds of the server instead. Well, but that's the thing is that the only server events that we've ever had in FF14 have basically been the Odin and Behemoth fights. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. and there's all yeah, but what was I gonna say that? It's it sounds cool in concept, but when you realize how, what primals are in this game and how much dialogue wise, we're like, you must never summon primals. They are horrible and they will kill everyone. It's like, how contradictory would it be now if all of a sudden we're like, well, we're going to summon? Yeah, them. but Heidelin's <laughs> gone. It's broken. It's shattered into a million pieces. Heidelin is gone. We have to find new gods now. Who? 
<laughs> You're not, but, but who, who, I mean, that's, I, I think that that's actually an interesting narrative question that maybe we overlooked with, with Ethis last week is now with Heidel and gone, where are, where's the energy being drawn from to be able to continue to summon primals? You know, if, if, if every time a, a, a primal is summoned, it weakens Heidelin, well, what happens when Heidelin shatters? Well, that's why we're not seeing primals anymore, I guess. That's we're just a little the... reason why there's no ultra mode primals. <laughs> <laughs> well, does that does that mean that the beast tribes who were continuously summoning primals over and over again can no longer summon primals? What does it exactly mean? Did we mean? solve the primal threat? Which did the sacrifice in Philia? We didn't. We didn't solve it. Heidel and just died. Hey, we it, were Carla. there. It counts. You know what? I'm gonna chalk that up for that's a win in the warrior. I don't know, we decided the Dragon Song War was more important than discovering how to fix God. So we kind of have been ignoring Heidelin for the last two patches. Well, like <laughs> we don't have any leads. Okay, <laughs> we can only do what Alphino tells us to do. I mean, it, I, I, I really, I don't know the answer to that question. So you I know, would love if lore-wise, the next time we pick up with like MSQ, it's it, like there's no NPC that just kind of starts it. You just suddenly get it flagged. And you're like your characters decide you're going to go investigate because no one's talking to you. <laughs> like, all right, sweet. You just go off on your own, do some shit by yourself. So, and then we find uh, Estinian wandering around. Ugh. No, get no, out. We don't. <laughs> we go and be badasses by ourselves for once. You know what would be cool is if he was an Easter egg like Edda's ghost was, and that occasionally you can just see him walking in the distance, but you can never actually get to him. How fucking cool would that be? Does anyone else think Edda's deep dungeon sounds like a porno? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Brazzers. <laughs> I would like that idea, Nika. Uh, we just see like a Stinian like walking, and he's at a cliff, and he just walks off the cliff. <laughs> he is a dragoon, and Imerk tries to catch him. No, and they both no. Die. Oh, okay, sure. He would, yeah, he would just walk off. Uh, let's go back to our <laughs> he phone. Backflip off. Thank you. <laughs> let's go back to our phone uh, phone lines uh, again. If you want to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com dot com slash discord if you're liking the show hit that follow button join us each and every single sunday when we do when we do the show uh starting at 1 p.m uh just like phoenix games 87 and valcom bird did shout out to you guys thank you guys so much for hitting that follow button uh let's talk to orpheus jr uh well orpheus jr that's how i know but orpheus hidden of hyperion what's going on orpheus Hey, how's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling the show. So, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, I actually had a bit of content speculation. Specifically, um, I think I have an idea on when our 15 crossover event is going to happen. Oh, Oh, yes. Okay. Man, we're waiting with bated breath. I mean, I assume it would come out in September along with the game, right? Yes, but specifically... I'm pretty sure it's going to be our Moonlight Fair this year. Now, what makes you think that? Well, I was going through my inventory, and I came across my old Moonlight Fair tokens. Uh, and I noticed they've been renamed to Fair Token XV. Ooh. Now, Wait, okay. seriously? Yes, they've been renamed. Like, you huh. can go look up on, like, uh, 14 database, and they've all been renamed to X- Fair Token XV. Ah. Now, normally... Okay, Normally, this, this I could just chalk it up to like okay, they probably just renamed it to like last to be like last year's token. We're probably getting something different, 
but no, all tokens now redirect to token XV. Yeah, it's that's that's interesting because yeah, they could have just added an entirely new item, but instead, yeah, changing the names of existing items to reflect that. That's interesting. They that may have also been an accident. Like they may not have have meant to include that little piece so of data you with the with up the on them from last push. year. You have an advantage for this year. That would be kind of stupid and not fair. Oh, come on. It's a it's a, it's a side event. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. for an hour. Seriously. God. Yeah. It's not fair. Nika. I'm looking forward to that NPC where they're just like, hey, have you heard about that car driving around in the jungle? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, there was one other thing. Okay. Uh, the time frame, it fits. Because typically our, our Moonlight Fair happens mid-August, mid-September. They could easily just bump it up an extra two weeks and then boom, we have a month long like we did for Lightning Returns. Yeah. Yeah. So time frame fits perfectly. Yep, you're right. Definitely right. Hope there's a stupid hairstyle. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, Count on it. <laughs> po- uh, uh, possible uh, hint as to win the FF15 crossover event. Or it could, could be start. as EDS X-Wing is saying is that it's from 2015, so they've renamed it to Fair Tokens 15. Mm, maybe, but, you know, that's not a that's not a bad piece of speculation, Orpheus, uh, uh, Orpheus because, yeah, it really does fit the time frame. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Good catch. Good so, catch, Orpheus. So is the car going to be a mount or a minion? Oh, God. Both. I hope I not. want a car mount. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Boo. That yes. way we can all oh read out the scene from FF8 or Squall Drives. Can you imagine me just like riding around in a convertible like, you see me rolling. Or it's off in the distance. You never catch <laughs> Orpheus, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. If you would like to uh, call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. My new headcanon is that Nika just hangs out in Idleshire singing R- Riding Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want a motorcycle mount. So that would be sweet too. Has. in the yes. in the long list of retarded things that they could put in this game, there's one that we've heard about that has not come to fruition. Thank God so oh. far. And that's <laughs> yeah. gold saucer snowboarding. Uh, the incredibly popular event from Final Fantasy seven has been hinted to make a return to uh, FF14's gold saucer. To go along with that, to go along with that, one of the things that we've actually heard mention of from the development Blitzball. side is Blitzball. Yeah. Blitzball. Oh, that'd be, I would be okay with Blitzball. that. So uh, now, but here's my question to you. What would you rather see? Would you rather see snowboarding? Would you rather see Blitzball? I feel like I'd way rather see Blitzball. Blitzball. How hard would it be to put in the snowboarding though? I feel like it could just be like five courses where you just go down and grab items. I just don't think it would be that hard to implement because it's a solo game. You're it doesn't right. require any other people. Yeah. It doesn't require any crossover server or anything. Blitzball right. would be a Lords of Verminion level of development time. You're right. And then and snowboarding would be just to kind of attack on. Yeah. Yeah. And that I said, like, I still would rather Blitzball. And I think when 4.0 hits, we need an entire expansion wing to the gold saucer with like five new games like they're just it needs to be expanded upon does anyone even go to the gold saucer outside of the tickets the where the, i see people there but i, I don't, don't just scratchers I, yeah i really i can't imagine who's like really excited for gold saucer content at this point i mean if they add snowboarding and blitzball though i'd be stoked yeah, i mean i think blitzball would draw interest i mean at this point who's even doing triad anymore I don't even see hardly anyone doing triad or even farming for cards. Me. Me and Serena just spent some time doing unsync dungeons trying to get some cards. 
like you know, yesterday. Didn't but they? to answer your question, not many people. Me, I'm but a that's person. That's like Blitzball, right? Nobody important. That'd be that would draw a lot of people, right? I think I think Blitzball would be, and depending on how fun it is as a game, could draw people in far more than Lords of Verminion, because Lords of Verminion. I mean, nobody knew what to do with that. It didn't have a basis in any of the other Final Fantasy games. And I'm not someone who's like, oh, you should absolutely do all the throwbacks. You know, like I'm not I I the nostalgia thing does not ride for me like it does for other people. But if you're going to introduce a game as complex and as time consuming as Lords of Verminion seem to be. Like you've got it. Like it. Sh- that should be something that has a little bit of context. Blitzball provides that context. Right. Oh, yeah, Actually, that, w- that would have been a lot more fun. Well, I'm yeah, not big sure. on nostalgia either, but. If you're going to have nostalgia, the gold saucer is the place yeah, for it. Yeah, like we definitely don't need like the one where you're, where Cloud rides the motorcycle and attacks people. Like we don't need that. Right. I mean, but it, I feel like snowboarding and blitzball are a good, good balance. Okay, well, hold on. How, where does blitzball fit in the world of Final Fantasy XIV? Why does not? It's a sport. Blitzball? The game where you're in a giant sphere of water swinging around, throwing a ball around? Well, okay. That fits in the game? They, no. This is what we need. We need another card game that is based off of a tower defense game. Oh my god, no. What? I mean, they, they, they could he have... Wants, he wants FF14 Hearthstone. That's what he's asking for. No, a tower defense game. Shut up. You use the cards to, att- to be the towers no. to attack the, the no. minions that come by. There was a tower defense in FF7 too. They could introduce this in the next expansion because we don't know what they do over there right now. I mean, they could do that. Yeah. And when, we fi- yeah. when we finally get to Garlemald, they have right. Blitzball stadiums. I mean, th- oh, dude, a- I could totally see that being... Garlemald probably does have Blitzball I mean, stadiums. This, well, they don't have fun. They don't have magic, so they've got an abundance of technology. So. I mean, this would be a badass PvP thing. I mean, you could have your own teams and shit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to I Hungry Hungry what? Chocobos. <laughs> get out! <laughs> Garlemald hates fun, therefore Blitzball does not exist in Garlemald. Well, Garlemald no, it's just fun. No, it's just the stakes are different. The loser dies. Maybe it's an Alamegan sport. <laughs> They've got like Alamegans one ruined building <laughs> and a desert. No, they don't now because Garlemald occupies them. They brought Blitzball with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. That's I, canon. I hate you guys. <laughs> wow. We are making him mad with our stupidity. This is so satisfying. Oh. This is how you feel every week, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Must be. Isn't uh, it fun? It, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. Garlemald has car mounts too? Yes. <gasps> of course they do. God. No, dude, they were saying good things like, okay, there was the speculation that the car mount would have f- be able to carry four people and it would have an orchestrion inside of it so you can change the music <laughs> while you're going. And it's got, and it's got, and you get, what? And you get the stand by me orchestrion. Yeah, like a car radio. Yeah, and you oh can my put on whatever, you, whatever orchestrion music you've collected, you can put on your car radio. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, come on, it'd be so easy. Mounts have different music as that, it is. That, has, that would be such a cool idea. That has $30 in the cash shop written all Absolutely, over it. Absolutely, and I would pay for it. Literally, literally, okay, first of all you introduce that mount you got to figure out how to make it oh well the car does fly never mind so <laughs> and, and it can be a boat and it can be everything this is perfect oh, God. it'd be awesome if you could run it right into a tree and eject everybody right <laughs> out of it you know but the, yeah and that was that was actually going to be my follow-up is i feel like the multi-person mounts we have now nobody uses them because they're not practical why would I anyone use a four-person mount for any reason at any time? Traversing. Are you kidding me? I, I know CERN and I use the two-person one because one of us always wants to be lazy. Yeah, whenever I'm in a party with Kooky, I make her take me <laughs> everywhere. 
I Dude, will not move unless I'm on we are, mouth. We are getting the auto-follow equivalent, finally. <laughs> oh, my God. I really I target, target lock auto run, anybody? Yeah, that's what I always do. Target lock on someone, auto run, auto follows. But you, no, you actually do that, you lazy... God, not in the not with flying. It's a lot harder to do that. But on the ground, I used to follow certain everywhere. Absolutely. Okay, it was one thing to do that in eleven, where it would literally take twenty minutes to walk across a zone. Not in fourteen. That's not acceptable. Come on. <laughs> no, I do. I. Totally I, do. I mean, I, I. I guess when hunts were a thing, I used to do that every once in a while. But yeah, not for long. Uh, so we talked about Lords of Verminion, but we were also sort of promised some kind of monster battling arena. I hope that's not what Lords of Verminion actually was. Like, I well, hope that you don't want Pancration. Like, well, no, <laughs> not Pancration was cool. I mean, Pancration was terrible. Pancration, but I, I just hope that that you know Square Enix didn't put out Lords of Verminion and go, well, let's check that one off the list. Like, boom, got it. Yeah, we are done. No monster battling arena. I want Pokemon. Okay. We got uh, Pokemon Go for that. You can't battle them though. You can I, battle in gyms. I don't oh, have no. Marlboros. You can't. Uh, I need Marlboros and Aramans. <laughs> Traditional Final Fantasy creatures, Nico. It's okay. not the same. <laughs> got to sure. capture them. Battle I, them. And I need to get Isotombs from these. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to give Isotombs, and it has to play MP3s. I like how. Like these tombstones are like these like super rare artifacts of like knowledge and stuff, and they're just like everywhere. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. world's just shitting them out for you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really don't think that. And is is anyone even really want this? I mean, nobody I, wanted maybe. Lords of Verminion. I feel like if they put it in, people would it would just be a, yeah, like it would just be like why. No, I got it. They should have this monster battling arena, but change it, okay? Monster online battling arena, and then we can finally have MOBAs in our Final Fantasy XIV. (laughs) (laughs) We've had our first ever rubber band at your face. We've just had our first ever assault in studio. Seventy-two episodes in. That's pretty good. We went a long time. They could make it into the Colosseum like they already have over in Ulda. And just have a random... That way you don't know who's going to show up. So you go in there and Ultra shows up one time. Your next fight may be a Frit or Shiva X. Well, Why is Shiva X in there? No, I'm just throwing out names. We're going to be very concerned. Correct me if I'm wrong, but back in 1.0, didn't they say we'd eventually get that Coliseum as a playable thing? Yeah. Yeah. I could have sworn that they did. Yeah, they, yeah, they call that, the wolves den now. Yeah, that was. But that, that's that's in Limsa. Yeah, I know. This is in Ulda. This yeah. is supposed to be a, a, a fighting like gladiator. I don't know. You have yeah. to be able to bet as well. Uh, it, I mean, it's a, it's a, it serves a narrative purpose. We've seen you know battles that. Yeah, and happened. it's the gladiators guild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which just, is kind of weird because they're that's where. I don't know. The paladins stem from there, which seems very strange to come from a brutal battle. Paladins come from protecting the sultana. I know. Gladiators, but I guess you have to brutally beat each other other to the death to train to protect the sultana. Get your lore right, goddammit. Again, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. If you'd like to call in on Discord. 
I yeah, again, I just don't see a point to nope. some kind of monster battling arena. Uh, the last one that at least I was able uh, to come up with, uh, we've heard, and this is sort of you know going all the way back to the API, sort of connected to that, but we've been hearing talks of a mobile app for FF14 for a long time, and even one that has connectivity to Triple Triad. Well, what we ended up getting was the Final Fantasy Portal, which is essentially a mobile app for anything to do with anything Final Fantasy, where you get news and information, and they have its own Triple Triad minigame, which is actually pretty fun, and I enjoyed it for... But it's not connected to your... it is not. No, it is not connected to So I'm not sure if they just kind of gave up on that after the FF Portal came out. Or if they were still planning, I have no idea. I, I mean, I really do think that a mobile aspect to this game would be good. I think that there's, there's, you know, smart ways that uh, that you could do something like that. Um, and uh, you know, like, I, especially making it connected to something like Triple Triad, where you know a lot of people have fallen off on the interest of Triple Triad. But if you had, a, if you had something to track your progress or be able to you know play on your phone i think that that would uh that that you know a lot more people would be interested in something like that again uh and you might see people farming cards again um so you know that that might be something that we could see in the future who knows with you know with pokemon go's success the financial success i think that we're gonna see a lot of you know, uh, AAA developers that oh, yeah. will try to mimic that success with their own well, brands. FF is coming out this uh, in, right. o- in August, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Final Fantasy Go. <laughs> <laughs> they really. Everyone should just have to name it their title, their IP with Go after the end. Of it. Just like, like we know that you're just like shamelessly trying to spin this off. Right. Admit to it. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, I mean, like how everybody puts a little I in front of it now to just mean technology when really that was an apple thing yeah yep. that's everything's true. an eye something that's y- true yoshi has said this is almost ready i mean you can you can talk to people i believe in game from the app you can also uh do stuff with your retainers and that's stuff. interesting yeah what really? where the hell is my lolly tossing well, mini game i would spend 1k mgp to just toss a lala into a pot of stew <laughs> <laughs> nice zero. Uh, Isn't this something that that's, you that's not about a bad like, that's not a bad idea? Like sort of like midget tossing, lala tossing. I like it. It's <laughs> no. good. It's good. Like Wolf what, of Wall Street. At, at PAX East, it wasn't this something that they talked about. That I that feel like yes, there was yeah. a live. Like now that Len mentioned that, like there's some kind or Papa. Sorry, there's some kind of version. I, I don't know. I just feel like there was, I, it's like hitting my, my, my memory now. Like there, he actually mentioned this in a recent live letter and yes. I can't remember the details. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I, I do want to say that there was mention that the app is coming mm-hmm. and that there should be some kind of app. And I think that, you know, like that's great. I, the, the having some kind of mobile end to this game is, is awesome just because, I mean, I'm so surprised by how engaged I am right now by a mobile phone game. Right. Uh, that th- I think that's that it, because it requires you to walk around. Well, like, I don't. I don't think a mobile Final Fantasy would require leaving the house. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, we. I think. I, I think that there is. There are things that 
uh, other gaming companies can learn from Pokemon Go's success. <laughs> How cool would it be? <laughs> oh god, if here you we have go. no. Final Fantasy. He's excited. Go, Great. Here we go. And it's like got the the map and stuff, and you there's like you walk around, and then you see like a little like uh, like a shadow silhouette thing, and you click on that, and then it brings up like the little battle screen, and it's like and you, Cecil se- or then Sephiroth just appears in your town, and like and oh, Sephiroth oh my god, the next friggin'. town over. Everyone yeah. has to go to the next town over and fight Sephiroth. Go. <laughs> and then you get no. them to your party. <laughs> No. Why did you mute me? Because <laughs> that that definitely needed to happen. That was so good. No, no, it's really not. <laughs> really not. I, really good. I I no. I I want to be clear. I want to be clear. I am not encouraging this behavior. <laughs> okay. Just you just wait. Just 2018. <laughs> Final Fantasy Go will be a thing. <laughs> The yeah. sad part is he's probably not wrong. Yeah, probably. Mark my words. <laughs> uh, anyway, that uh, I think uh, Final Fantasy fourteen hunts go. There you go. Oh <laughs> hunts in the real world. How terrible would that be? Ugh. Yeah, and if you pull his, oh, your first if I one there, the rest of the in the real world, that would yeah, be Yeah, dude. Actually, that'd be great because then if you pull early, when the rest of them get there, they can actually beat you up over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be outstanding. Oh, yeah. oh Son, Gohan. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think that that, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for uh, our discussion about things that we've heard about, but... Broken promises. Yeah, haven't haven't seen yet in the game. Uh, if you can think of one that we overlooked, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Let's go back to our phone lines. We're going to talk to uh, Zero Ashenzari from Midgar Somer. What's going on, Zero? Not much. Enjoying the day off. Right on. One, I do have one curious question, though, is why... Square Enix doesn't take the missteps and the knowledge and wealth of information from other MMOs like World of Warcraft and Guild Wars. I think it tries to. I think it tries to. Um, but I think it, in in some ways it adheres a little bit too closely to the dogma of those games. Because, you know, they're... The idea of a jumping potion, uh, you know, I understand where that comes from. Like, uh, from a, on a fundamental level, I understand what the need that they're trying to serve there is. And every, I, f- I feel like every decision that you could kind of pick at them for is also a decision that they've made to solve or address a specific problem that either exists in FF14 or has existed in other MMOs. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, but I think that they've done it a little bit too much to where now we've gotten away from things like claim systems, like lottery spawns that were sort of a staple of the MMO genre and yet have no representation here within Final Fantasy 14. You know, and and the thing is, is that if you implement something like that, a system like that, it's there has to be meaning and value behind the rewards that come out of it. So, you know, Square Enix has has two things that they have to do in in my mind is they need to vary the amount of events that they have 
being pushed out to players. And I think that they're working on that with things like Diadem. And we've now heard that they're going to be readjusting Diadem. So I think that that is something that is very promising, but also Deep Dungeon as well. So if they're they're trying to basically, I feel like they're trying to satisfy both you know the first generation of mmo players and now you know the second third generation the post wow generation of mmo players and they're doing an okay job but at some point they're gonna need to firmly choose one way or the other right they've either got to choose okay well we're going to make this game as consumable for as many people as possible we're going to take it down to the lowest common denominator. Ah, even on Q, right there. Wow, that was that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, you can either you can either take it down to the, and cater to the lowest common denominator, or you can choose to have your content favor your existing community. And the thing is, is that when you do that, it does leave the early levels of the game a little bit in the lurch. You do have to put in a little bit of time and effort to be able to get the most out of the content that sits at the end of the game. That was a dichotomy that existed in FF11 that they never really fixed. At least, I mean, they, they put Band-Aids on it, but they never really fixed it. FF14 is it seems to be designed to avoid many of those problems and at the same time try to curb a lot of problems that have existed in other MMOs. And again, they're just going to they're going to have to end up making a choice. Do do we cater to, you know, the casuals or do we cater to who's been playing this game for a long time? And I think that the answer is clear that it needs to be the people who are already paying and playing the game. Uh, and you talk about like how eleven has had a much more difficult climb to seventy five. Absolutely, cap. I think that's just a fundamental theme of that game. Where um, this current game focuses on the warrior of light, whereas FF eleven focuses on adventurers. You know, as a whole, maybe. But at the same time, Final Fantasy is not Dark Souls. It is not a game series that is known for its steep challenges or its difficulty sure or even i mean yeah maybe the amount of hours they were plugging into it to get through something like the sphere grid system or to max out all your materia uh you know to get you know level 99 that sort of stuff yeah sure final fantasy has always kind of been known for that but FF11 really ramped up the difficulty in terms of a Final Fantasy game, sure. but it was it pretty much rode the middle in terms of an MMO for that era. Because of the way that they had to design the game because of technical limitations, it had to stay in that, you know, in the in the pattern that it had set for itself. Right. And I think that if you know, like Square Enix could uh, you know, I, don't, I, I think Square Enix doesn't want that same pattern to get put onto FF14, but it's worked its way into its own pattern. And there are ways to break it. There are absolutely ways to break it. It's just up to Square Enix whether, whether or not they want to encourage competition in their community, like PvE competition, whether Square Enix wants to encourage that type of PvE play, and how they're going to introduce it in terms of, you know, 
how we interact with this sorts of stuff. That'd be uh, nice for that'd be a nice thing for them to actually like tell us at some point. I agree. Like, because we can always we can we can pull our our thoughts on what they're trying to encourage based on the events that they put out. Sure. But it would be very nice if at FanFest at some point they're like, hey, what are kind of your overarching goals for this game? Yeah. Where where are you what are you trying to beef up on and what are you trying to move away from? That's, I'd be very interested to hear their answer to that. And I don't think you, they would give it to you. That's fair. Zero, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, what, what were you saying? Well, the one thing that has like, always bugged me about Final Fantasy XIV is like, you go back to the uh, Fumatsu article that was several months ago about AS3. The public testing realm, we, I mean, even with World of Warcraft having like a public testing realm, when people go in to do like the 25-man or the 40-man raids, just because you've seen the fight doesn't mean you know the fight. Sure. Why? It's, and it's, it's stuff like that that I see, especially with the public testing realm for mechanics and balancing issues, because how many, how often do we see a, a balance change happen? Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not very often i mean square enix has pretty much tuned the game how they want it tuned they want every fight to you know be able to be completed with exactly the party makeup that they have dictated well you know one or two tanks uh you know a bunch of dps and two healers like I that's like we see balance changes often enough though or like mechanics changes when it turns out that they're too hard or too dumb i don't like, think e- i don't even for like a6 they changed the amount of mines that spawn like two weeks or three weeks or whatever after the thing came out like no but i i think what zero is saying like a fundamental change in in, in the way that mechanics operate uh you know and and having that impact not just one fight but you know a lot more than than just that one fight and and you know i i may not be wrong i don't know that this game is necessarily set up for a lot of the first gen mmo ideas uh you know a lot of the things that made that pve environment so competitive or even so engaging i don't know that i don't know that you can do that systemically with ff14 i think there might be systemic problems that come along with that so uh zero thanks for the call we appreciate it if you want to call the show limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you'd like to call in on discord i want to thank all of our callers here today we've had a lot of callers this is uh exciting number five yeah yeah uh so uh thank you guys for all your calls we'll still be taking more uh we've got uh we've got some emails to read here but uh, you know we did this we did a bit not too long ago uh and it was pretty popular we kind of did one a little bit last week yeah yeah uh where we read an official uh an official forum post but it was only me who really got to get in on the official forums dramatic shit post reading so i kind of wanted to to open up the floor to you guys and we've got a collection of of pretty epic official forum shit posts oh man they're so great <laughs> I, so some of them aren't even shit posts they're just dumb so like, how do these people think these things I'd, I'd like you guys to read some of your favorites if you would all right uh, for for the official forum dramatic shit post readings Oh my god. How do you pick can a I, favorite out of this? I don't know if it's my favorite, but this is one I, I like. Okay, go ahead. You can start us off. Do I want to say who it's from? Mm, sure, why not? This is from Damien Fatel, and his topic is maintenance before reset? Really? <laughs> I was at a convention all week, and I had no time to get my lore. 
I was prepared to do it for about 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., but apparently there's a scheduled minutes before reset. Not only is this irresponsible and a slap in the face to paying customers, but now I'm behind. Uh, please send me my needed Laura Tomes or I'll be considering leaving. What? This is unacceptable when I'm paying $15 a month. Oh. What? Oh. Okay, I was in Japan for two weeks. Where's my two weeks of lore? Yeah. <laughs> like, you just know when you go on vacation or you go to a convention, you sacrifice some things. One of those that's, being a video game that you're playing. Okay, no, but he had a plan, okay? From those four hours, he was going to get all of his lore totals. All okay? of them. And now all he of can't. Them. Now he can't. His plans have been ruined. I love the righteous indignation posts. Like, I pay my money for this game. This is unacceptable. Oh, unacceptable. Okay. That fucking word, unacceptable. Oh. Yeah, people Ooh. seem to know, like, they have the to total authority over what's acceptable and not acceptable. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're paying. They have a stake in the company. That's right. I'm going to take my $12 elsewhere. A literal yeah, right. stake. I bet, they don't, I bet they really don't even own stock in them, so no. Like... Like a meat steak. You have to cook it medium well. <laughs> uh, All right. So as the only, I believe the only role player on the show, I'll read the one making fun of role players. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, is that something <laughs> I've... Gay! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> that, was, that was seven pages away, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's some things I've wondered about. Does anyone know if the deep dungeon will only be for disciples with magic and warriors? I'm just thinking if I want someone to roleplay while inside and maybe switch to, say, culinarian to make everyone a meal, will that be possible? <laughs> oh my god. I'm guessing there will be items, golems, or something to repair equipment with while inside if one doesn't have Disciple of the Hand to repair with. On a side note, it would also be awesome if there were some small way stations to leave random minor items for other random players playing in the other instances of the deep dungeon. For example, if someone wants to leave a care package or items they don't want or need. <sighs> what? Listen, role-playing... Not in events, you jerk. <laughs> you people like you make it really hard for me to defend you. And and having the reference to the anime in there yeah, he does, does no favors. No, it makes my life hard. Yes, it really does. I mean, and the next person Won't I play got a responsibly, good suggestion. You jerk. No, yeah, they said if you want to RP, hang out before you go in, make a meal to prepare for your journey. Like they're so easy to roleplay without actually being you can, inside. Straight up, yeah, go that. hang out in Quarry Mill or something like that. Just hang out for a little bit, do your roleplay, and then focus on the dungeon. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Atmos should drop on the first fate. I did this on my old character. I started a new and was having a lot of fun with the game up till this point. And I've spent an hour trying to get just one. I've heard they improved the drop rate, but I call BS. Regardless, I think at this point in the game, there's no reason to grind this heavily for uh, the relic anymore. Considering I bought a weapon off the marketplace that's a lot stronger. I've heard this game has many changes to help bring new players to speed up the new content. Well, the Atmos part of the relic quest is something that still needs to be greatly improved. Just let the Atmos drop on the fates, please. They spent an hour trying to get one. Did they not realize that uh, the rest of us spent like eight hours and still didn't see one? Right? <laughs> mm. 
Or, uh, Papa Woody, you want to try and take one of these? I'm trying to get this stuff to open in my iPod, but it's not working so well. Half so, of the stuff is Okay, I want to click on this really stupid one since... Yeah. Like, okay. And it, I want to hear, ni- I wanna hear Nika's post, shit post voice. I don't really have a shit voice. You need, you need a shit voice. Make a voice, I, I Nika. Like a, I don't, okay. But anyway, the first post isn't that bad, but it's what they post later on. So this is about... Um, when, when you get married to someone, it would be nice to know who is married and to who they got married. Like something over the name or under it saying who they're married to. How about you <laughs> check them and see what whose wedding ring they're wearing? <laughs> right. Well, it says they wear their ring. They're married. Does it tell you who they're married to? Like, yes. Yes. And then they're like, uh, what did they say? So if they take the ring off, where does it say they're married? <laughs> uh, it says they're trying to cheat like when you wear, take your wedding and ring off in real okay. life and then they said that's the point I mean who's to say that someone should not play someone and take the ring off only to start drama there needs to be a better way to tell if oh someone is married and not easily taken off and lied about oh make it stop <laughs> terrible uh, yeah, so why is it dramatic shit posting always makes my position so hard to defend especially, especially because you nobody really wears the ring anyway so it's not like you, and they're basically saying that you can in-game cheat by taking off your ring and not disclosing oh. that you're married before flirting with someone oh, and then sorry. flirting with someone in the game and then being, oh, sorry, I'm already married. I feel like my balls are in a and vice causing, right now. This is causing horrible. all of this drama, apparently. We need, we need, we need uh, ERP and cuckolding. That's what, that needs to be a thing. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. Why not? I, I hate it. I'm so mad. Ooh. It's just dumb. Ooh. So dumb. Cool. All right, so another one. Uh, returning players left in the cold. So me, my friends, we're gonna come back, and now we can finally get a place of our own and all the content that comes with that. Well, I come back to find the FC we left was gone and ran by a bot. I contact the GM about it. Sorry, we can't do anything about because we are invited to the FC, and even if we prove they are a bot, they will remove them as the FC leader. So. FC leader was created by my friends and I as we are own to do and had some random bot invited who now gets to control it SC response can't do nothing about that <laughs> well it's nice to see they care about more than one bot than they do about a group of friends who have played their game since the beginning jeez alright this one's titled please add the leak made <clears throat> Hello, my fellow Americans. <laughs> At uh, some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, I would love to see the leak made be added in to the uh, Minion Ensemble. It would be adorable if when she and the Onion Prince meet, they, if they, uh, they dance around each other with hearts, or if they both did the blushy moat. I keep hoping to see her mentioned every patch note and haven't seen her yet. Hoping that uh, she hasn't been forgotten. Thank you. May God bless America. Wait, who, who is this? I don't know if I was doing Bill Clinton or Barack Obama, but it was one of them. That was, That's not a bad Obama. That was not it a bad Obama. Wait, so which character are they saying to add? The leak maid. I don't remember that. I don't, I don't know either. I think it's the original character doing that steel TM. Oh. <laughs> this one, I don't really even have a voice for, but they're just basically asking, if we get Lords of Verminion, why can't our retainers fight too? I'm not even going to read that post. That just just t- process that for a second. <laughs> <sighs> they should be able to compete against one another in a gold saucer coliseum, gold saucer coliseum made specially for them. This this <laughs> is like slave fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's not. I don't. That's not the worst idea. Uh, I, I like. like I like fight. Oh wait, it's by a Nero. Never mind. <laughs> I like uh, this one. This is uh, this is one of my favorite. I have heard 
and read the complaints of others, not just myself, of being kicked for no reason. I think you should have to explain to us why we are being kicked and to be able to tell our side. Maybe we could just get rid of it and maybe we can be able to kick someone that is AFK or DC'd for more than five minutes. Just being kicked out of a dungeon like I was earlier in Snowcloak for people not liking the way that you play or for the reason that someone is not just listening to them is outrageous. Someone that plays and pays good money, not just for this game, but for their subscription. Not just that, uh, not, uh, not just that, not everyone has all the time in the world to wait for the dungeon cues. So please take this into consideration and stop the hate. Wow, man. Stop the hate. But stop the hate. You did say it was okay to kick people when they have different play styles and you're just not getting along. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Go fuck yourself. I, I mean, if you really didn't think you did anything wrong, you can go to a GM and, and file for yeah, yeah, but, you can. But what this person is, is proposing is having an arbiter of every time a vote <laughs> kick is, is initiated, the person that's gets to dumb. write a response about why they shouldn't be vote kicked, and that's sent to a third party, and probably a GM, and they get to judge the basis, the validity of that kick claim or not. Because no that in no way at all has any kind of overuse of resources or is just a complete waste of anyone's fucking oh time. See, so in the next patch, we will be implementing an arbiter for vote kick. Incidentally, we will also be only having one dungeon this patch. Oh my God. <laughs> I wonder if they're employed See, by I the also, government. I don't think it would be necessarily <laughs> bad for them for there to be more options than just AFK offline and harassment. I think it would be okay to have more options than that and then to tell the person who's getting kicked why they were kicked, like what option the Oh, I agree with you're, that. You're playing you, Ice Mage kicked. You you absolutely should have an explanation of why you were just kicked. But but then people are like, well, that could be seen as harassment then and Ooh, you can report that. For them saying, oh, you're bad, that's why we kicked you. Oh, you're harassing me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm so, so I feel well, like in the end, there's, it's a lose-lose. But that's not fixing the situation because the person still ends up getting kicked. Shouldn't they at least have the information like you are dog shit bad at this game to be able to like improve themselves like the only thing that you're 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 like like saving anyone from or like the only damage that you're preventing them from is having their feelings hurt at that point and they still got kicked a noble cause they still got kicked it doesn't solve their problem right i mean this just seems like a ridiculous uh uh, you know like a, a ridiculous uh question here so all right ways of leveling Please give us more ways of leveling your dungeon grinding or timed quests. Even fans don't give enough XP for the amount of work done to complete them. I am currently stuck at level 47. My MSQ line does not pick up until level 49. God. And the only answer I get for the dungeon grab is dungeon grind or fake grind. Please give us some side quests for the love of God! Oh, thanks for that, Ethel. Oh, man. (laughs) For anyone who thought that Juxta had a Muppet voice before, there's his actual Muppet voice. (laughs) Goals like us, we had it made. Those were the days. Oh, Archie. Did they say they wanted more side quests? Yes. Yes. After all the Google quests, why do they want more? I don't understand. More MSQ quests. Oh, wait, I have one. It says, that's it. I give up. 
I'm leaving. Oh. No, no one appreciates me or the ideas I come up with to improve this game. Everyone on the forum speaks down to me like I'm an idiot. I'm done. This will be the last post I ever post. Goodbye, forums. Farewell. Good day. And oh. apparently that same person creates a topic seven days later about housing and gardening. Ah, <laughs> the old go-to. Oh. I'm leaving. I, See you in a week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Dum-dums. <clears throat> I love right. the first hello. response to that is see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Hello, hello. Uh, unfortunately for me, I work late on Wednesdays and I get very little time to play before you do these maintenances. I understand. The is maintenances in quotes? Like, because it, it, it sounds when you it's read it, it sounds like, like you you said it in quotes. No, it is not in quotes. Oh, okay. I would have been says, even funnier. Yeah. Um, I under- Wednesday nights. I yeah, don't I don't know, know about Wednesday night maintenance. Wednesday nights. They're usually Monday nights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I understand the importance of maintenance, but what I'm asking is that you alternate from time to time. Uh, Have one on a Tuesday, have uh, maybe one on a Thursday, and maybe even have one on a Sunday. It doesn't always have to be on a Wednesday. I love the way you read that one. Uh, I lo- I love shit posting. Uh, Dude, okay, shit posting is like that makes the forums worth it. Yeah, like, I mean this is a feedback and suggestion forum where this was posted, so it's a suggestion and it's feedback. There was a there's it's a th- bad on both of those fronts. There's a thread on here that was uh, apparently mixed up with the shit posting because this is a very important one. Oh, uh, it's the shady smock idle stance. Um. Well, I'll read the thread. You should probably open it up and uh, post the uh, the gifts onto the stream because it's very important. <laughs> okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll read the thread. Booty. <laughs> booty booty. When will they implement so girls can have the shady smoke <laughs> <idle> stance? <laughs> very seducing. <laughs> Call in three. <laughs> and mesmerizing. <laughs> She's such a tease. <laughs> Which character is this, though? Is she just during the, the Halloween the events? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah, yeah. That this is, is a, this is not a shit post. Yeah, this not is a shit post. This is a glorious post. <laughs> Praise to the Lord! Is she just a Halloween character? Because I don't remember who she is. I have no All idea. Right. This is not a shit post or Hello a thread. Hello, kitty. And this, this but, is, this, but this is the funniest thing I've seen since Taru Toucher Petalocks back in the FF11 days. <laughs> uh, there is apparently on Gilgamesh a Rogadin named Convicted Lollophile uh, who gives out hugs and candy to Lollafels on Gilgamesh. <laughs> Which is, and there's a picture for it. It is hysterical. That is terrifying. That is 100% terrifying. Oh my gosh. And he has, he okay, he has like a balding head with the, the hair on the side <laughs> and glasses and a little stash. It is the greatest. What? Oh my God. Look oh. at that little stash. That is the most creeper face if you've ever seen a creeper face. Yeah, yeah, that is wow. that is a oh that god. is a pretty good creeper face. I gotta oh say, oh my god, that's it's not so bad. Perfect. That is not bad at all. What sells it is the Lollafell wearing the bunny ears standing across from him. It's a little, it's a little Walter Whiteish. I don't know. Uh, it is a little Walter Whiteish. A little Walter Whiteish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. Uh, all right, so that'll uh, conclude our dramatic shit post theater. Thank you guys for uh, <laughs> for uh, checking that out. If you want to actually send us some of your favorite shit posts, like if you're if you go to the official forums for some reason, I don't know, maybe you hate yourself, um, and yeah. and you you find some of your favorite shit posts, make sure to send them our way because we'd love to read them on the air. Uh, all right, we it's been a couple of weeks since we've sat down and uh, gotten to read some emails. So uh, why don't we read 
some emails, including this first one. They didn't include a name. Oh, wait. So we have to go back to not using like stupid voices, right? Yes. Okay. We're back That's to being right. serious. Okay. That's right. You can have fun voices, though. That's oh. right. Uh, so uh, this person didn't include a name uh, with their email. Make up uh, a name. But uh, all, all right. Uh, but she's McStanky. Uh <laughs> Says, I'm sure that's close. Says, it would be nice to see an item level requirement for certain dungeons, uh, more so for Aether Chemical Research Facility and up. I see too many new players who uh, do the content for the first time, and they perhaps have an item level of 110 weapon, maybe t- uh, 140 to 145, uh, if you're lucky, since uh, weapon damage makes such a huge difference in damage or healing overall, it tends to make the whole dungeon run a lot slower. Uh, it is uh, just kind of frustrating because uh, those runs tend to take an hour or more to do at times. The requirement shouldn't be high, just high enough for uh, for that dungeon. Using the uh, same example, the research facility, it would it should be a requirement uh, that a item level 150 weapon uh, should be required to enter. Uh, you can actually purchase this right outside the same zone, so I don't see why this, sh- uh, this would be a problem. Or maybe for uh, the final main scenario quest they should uh, reward the player with an hq weapon of item level 150 even without the reward it's easily obtainable Wait, a theory chemical actually, research facility didn't have an eye no, level requirement it does i'm looking at him right now every every dungeon from ethereal chemical he's, research facility on up has an eye level requirement. he's saying a weapon, weapon. eye level oh, requirement specifically weapon weapon eye level requirement mm, yeah because Which, that's because that's much more effective on your damage yeah you know? i could see that okay i can see that that's I mean, if, I mean, I guess if your weapon had to be the same, like the average item level has to be 142 for chemical research facility. So if your weapon had to at least be 142, that right. would make sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fine. Especially because, like he says, you can buy one in that zone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's completely reasonable. Uh, it, yeah. If you are leveling uh, and you have a 110 weapon at like, you know. Pass level 50? Yeah. Seriously. God damn. Getting 110 is like. Pre, like, that's not even level the end level level fifty. Can't, uh, wasn't Ironworks gear like one thirty? One twenty. Yeah, one thirty was the end. Yeah, yeah oh, one twenty yeah, and one thirty was the the upgraded Ironworks. Yeah, uh, no, and the Dreadworm. Yeah, yeah. Dreadworm was one thirty. Right, one thirty five. Right. So yeah, easily done. Wouldn't be a big change. Uh, who wants to take the next team? I got it. Hey, hosts, it's the Hero Maniac writing in from Cactuar again. I was writing in to give my own thoughts on the whole issue about the jumping potion, or rather what SE could do to instead of introduce it. From spending a large amount of time in the novice network as a mentor, the most common complaint I've seen from the Sprouts hasn't been so much that the majority of the 3.0 content is story-gated, it has been that the 3.0 jobs are story-gated. It seems to me that aside from the media's complaints, a significant portion of the whining about 3.0 being story-gated would be reduced if the jobs hadn't been. That's actually an interesting point i still don't understand why they're level 30 i don't it either yeah, no it really didn't make uh, a whole but the lot thing of is you have you access them in ishgard and you can't get to ishgard until you get there in the story it wouldn't make oh, sense oh shit you're right well, wow that what? makes a lot of sense actually. Move those fucking trainers not in ishgard you can have quests take place there, but, but have the, thing the is, fucking things but, be elsewhere. But this is the thing, is that your character, story-wise, is not allowed to enter Ishgard, and they actually pretty much say, we don't like outsiders, go the fuck away. And the thing is, is that for the for the guilds are in are in Ishgard. So for the manufactory, a big story of it, and a big part of it is that it's in Ishgard. And, there's actually, a, like, and actually, the point. story of the machinist is like a, a between houses, and the lords of the houses are actually kind of spattering with each other. And if you're not in Ishgard, it makes no sense. <sighs> 
I feel like you could still be a level one version because you wouldn't start doing like you could you could solve like the quest not start till thirty. Uh, yeah, know. I feel like I yeah if you yeah that's a great point that so you can level it one to thirty but yes. you have a little different job to fifty to finish the story and, and it would be back to it yeah it would be like a like a mini quest to start you off something like that. I would say no one complained about having to do that in 11, but I'd be lying. Everyone yeah. complained. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it seems to me that aside from the media's complaint, uh, oh, I'm sorry. While I approve of the jobs being located out of Ishgar due to their lore, perhaps uh, moving forward into 4.0, what SE could do is not make the entire 4.0 zone story gated, but make anything new still be story gated. We talked about that. Right. Uh, so new players could potentially explore the 4.0 zones and pick up the new jobs, but they wouldn't be able to do the quests in the area or unlock any of the dungeons or other content until they caught up on the MSQ. This way, it would be similar to a low-level person traveling to Mordona. Yeah. Yes, they can go there and walk around the area, but it would be inadvisable as the enemies in the zone would be a higher level than the character. Anyway, that's all I have for today. Keep up the good work from the Hero Maniac. Thank you for that email. A lot of good suggestions in there. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I could. Uh, I could see that working. Um, and yeah, that was. The, I mean, I, I think that that was the biggest. Uh, the biggest drawback of story gating any of the content was if somebody wants to play the job, then yeah, they've got to actually do a whole lot of uh, footwork to be able to yeah. unlock it. And that. I can definitely see that a lot of people probably saw, like, oh, Dark Knight's in the game. Now I'll jump in. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, all right. So we've got a couple of older emails here. Uh, who wants to uh, take this email from Taser? Um, Nika, you want to take this? That's the next one? Yeah. I don't even see where it says it's from Taser. Yeah. It's it would that, that would be the one right below the hero mania. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> it says, "Hey, LBR crew, I'm just a nobody. There's nothing wrong with being a nobody." That wanted to discuss some personal feelings on 2.0 leading into 4.0. I see the whole 3.0 expansion as a live beta for 4.0. Uh, SE at this point has a standard for what is expected with each update content wise this was ironed out in 2.0 to 2.5 but not only expanded on current content but they also wanted to add in new content so how do they go about doing this without the use of beta tests simple create an expansion so they can see what their community likes and dislikes about the new content this is like learning within a live environment there's a huge risk but you get better results I like to think there is content that backs this theory like Lord of Verminion I'm about 9-5% sure nobody from the community really wanted this but SE twisted some feedback from the community and wanted to see how the community would accept this. In short, I like to look back at 3.0 as a live beta for 4.0 to help make FF14 better again. What do you think of this theory? Well, I think My, we talked about that a see, little I bit. See, I almost feel like that that's incorrect. I want to say yeah. that what I what I thought was that 2.0 was the beta for 3.0, and yet 3.0 is exactly the same as 2.0. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's my problem with thinking 3.0 is a beta because 2.0 was exactly well, the same. No, but we've seen a lot of new events come out in 3.0 that we're we're going to wait to see expanded on in 4.0 this time. Whereas in 2.0, they followed a I, very similar formula all the way through. We didn't see tons of new events being introduced into the game. I don't know. I think they're throwing out a few new events as a test sure but saying that the entire expansion is a live beta for the next expansion is incorrect because yeah. every single patch follows the same update they give you this the raid and they give you the 24 man and sure. the end game raiding a 24 man well, like it's literally the exact same thing we all loved three dungeons and now we only actually got two so clearly like something is I don't know. I don't think that it, that's exactly true. I do think that obviously each time they put out something new is going to be a test for future content. Like that's sure. obvious. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think you can claim the entire expansion as a beta. Uh, no. I yeah. I I, I don't think that you can. Um, and I think I'd be really disappointed if that was Square Enix's approach. 
Uh, I think that, I mean, and, and not only that, but I think it also sets expectations way too high for 4.0. It, it, it makes it sound like 4.0 is going to come in and be some kind of God patch. Uh, yeah, you know. And I think what it was is that when Yoshi P took over 1.0, yeah. like there, before 1.0 was over, when Yoshi P took over, the game did change dramatically. Yeah. Like the entire system was overwritten and changed before 1.0 was over. And I think that in itself was the beta. And then 2.0 came mm. as the God patch. Yeah. And that was really it. Yeah, I, I agree. So I made a mistake. I thought that that email was from uh, Taser Smurf. Then this next email is from Taser Smurf. That was from uh, from uh, some anonymous person. Thank you, anonymous person, for uh, writing that email. You want to uh, take this one? Th- yeah, go for it. All right. Hey, LBR, you remember all those times you would say no one gives a flying fuck about crafting? Well, I was one of those who was in the other camp until Wednesday night. On that night, my FC was hosting a party, and when it came to the second event, which was my baby, there came crickets. Game over. The event I was in charge of and worked hard preparing for was a cooking contest in which we would give you the mats to a recipe, and you would have to... uh, I have to out HQ those competing against you. Winner would keep their HQs. Now, I only had one other helper monkey up till about an hour before after constant asking and complaining. I had stuff for level 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60. I even had stuff for any tiebreakers. Got three signups while the naked lawn darts was going 12 rounds. Jeez. And none uh, for anything below 50. The whole day, I wanted to ignore the nagging feeling that this was going to fall and come close to dying in a dumpster fire. Unfortunately, that feeling wasn't wrong. So thanks to Midgard, Summer and my FC for helping to prove the LBR hosts right about crafting. Also, even though I know those few who did help or try to help me and uh, not ignore me like normal, I give you my thanks, even if Zero is the only one who will hear it. For those who use the, oh, but it's most people's raid night, I'm just going to point to the glamour contest and the naked lawn darts. Can't really use that as a reason when two out of three parts of the party were highly successful. Sincerely, a heartbroken taser smurf. Ouch. I actually think that's kind of a neat contest idea. Like, yeah. how, how limited the game is and what you can do outside of its you know functions or whatever the stuff people come up with is pretty yeah, creative. I hate crafting but I got a level 50 culinary and I would enter in that. Yeah and yeah. like that sounds fun actually. Yeah and uh yeah and really the, I can take the and other the other video games the funnest mini games are always the cooking contest so I feel like yeah other like one like solo player games. Far be it for I, us to encourage crafting but Taser I'm gonna go ahead and say fuck your FC. What the <laughs> hell I, I want to say that cooking though is the least used out of the crafting. But she had some for level 10, 20, 30, all the way up. How hard? Like most people have a level 10 calling. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just saying, throwing that out there is not a lot of interest in that. I suppose, but like thematically, if you got like, what else is there to it, do on a F- Tuesday night? It's an night? FC party with three events and you're going to be there. Why not just Nothing. sign up for all of what them? Are you gonna do in a, what are you doing? In, in, well, you have something to do. <laughs> on Tuesday hiking, night? What I is mean, there to do in there? Nothing. There's nothing Tuesday, to do. It's boring. I mean, obviously, Tuesday night is reset and people are reading it. Yeah. Nah. But, like, if you're doing an FC party and you're at your FC's party anyway, just sign up for all the events. I don't see why not. And yeah. then don't show up. Yeah, it's a great idea. But they signed up for the other events that worked. I mean, I would have signed oh, up. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a Wednesday night. I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's a- why no one showed up. There was maintenance. I don't have... I- <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. Uh, Good joke, Papa. I, I like that. No, you are not giving credit to the intern. You piece of shit. Hey, credit where credit is due. Yeah. That's a good one. I hate you. Uh, but yeah, no, I the, I don't have a culinarian that I would have been able to use in that. So I think I would have overlooked it. But it, I mean, it does sound like you put in a lot of work on that. And uh, sorry that it didn't go well. That sort of sucks. But welcome to our side of the crafting argument. That is true. Uh, our next email uh, comes from uh, Mass Curse Drachiel of uh, Midgar Somer. 
And uh, they write, greetings, hosts. I wanted to bring forth a quick point. Read the constant talks about a potential jumping potion for FF14. Let me be clear from the get go. The idea appalls me. It's way too early for such a thing in FF14. But that opinion has been stated so many times that I had to come up with a counterpoint. It's my nature. Deal with it. Uh, Anyway, this is in regards to a point made on your uh, last show. This would have been a couple of shows ago. Uh, Multiple times that it is impossible for a player to hop to level 60 to ever be good at their class. Skipping uh, all the leveling process is absolutely crazy, and you will never be able to understand your class enough to raid seem to be the consensus for most of the hosts and the callers, and I want to disagree with that sentiment. For any of you that have leveled Arcanist, uh, you would probably know that uh, that this is the same base class for both Summoner and Scholar. I leveled my first job to 50 as a Scholar. Didn't even give Summoner the time of day. Uh, I did the class story just so I could have another job stone, really, uh, since I needed a Thaumaturge for Swiftcast. However, once I reached level 50, I started raiding, and I left the game for a while. Came back several months later, and joined a different FC, and wanted to start raiding again. However, no teams were were in need of a scholar. I offered. Uh, I was offered a spot as a summoner. Again, I had no experience as a summoner at this point, uh, but I had a small amount of experience as a DOT-based caster from Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, it wasn't an easy. Uh, it wasn't easy. And it wasn't overnight, read, I got good, but I was able to clear all the way through T9, which was fresh content at the time. Uh, I still primarily play Summoner to this day, even though I did not level as that class. So the point is that while uh, while your point that most players not being able to uh, do this is valid, uh, it is is, uh, indeed possible to raid as a class you did not level in the game. Anyway, thanks for reading the email, and I hope that... the atrocity that is the jumping potion does not actually occur. That's from right. Mass Curse Dracula. Which they, Mass Curse brings up a hang on. Mass Curse brings up a good point in that uh, there were there was a few of us in this show that woke up from 1.0 to 2.0 and had a fully leveled character. And obviously, the amount of stuff that they changed between 1.0 and 2.0, it was not the same game. We right, did have but you to, still had to go through the level sync dungeons and stuff. Yes, but we did have to learn, you know, we did have to learn uh, the the job all over uh, we again. We were just jumping into level 60, level 50 raids at that point in time. And while I do see what he's saying, my argument to this is that you still learned the game mechanics you still understood a lot of the the spells and things because you played as scholar whereas if someone was brand new day one and they're like i want to join and do heaven's word endgame content i have a 60 character i'm gonna go you literally don't even know what a combo is well i think i i think actually what what speaks to that point a little bit better is you know the yes there are going to be it is absolutely a skill that you can learn it is not impossible to learn. You don't have to go through the leveling process to be able to to raid. Essentially, it is not. It is not a hundred percent essential to the process. the The thing is, though, is that the type of person that would want to fast forward through that uh, through the leveling portion of the game is also the type of person that will not put the time or the effort in to learning their job. 
And it's not it's categorically. Not, it's not just that, dude. It's when you go level one to sixty in this game, you are learning to play your class and learning to play the game at the expense of your time and your effort and your energy and your in your life in the game. Right. If you go straight to level sixty, you are learning to play your class in your game at the expense of your other level sixty groups, not at your own expense. Right. I I mean it's it's not clearly it's not impossible. Clearly, that's not an impossible task. There have been more than enough of us that have proved that it's not impossible to be able to do it. Okay, but the thing is, is that the type of player, the type of play that that encourages is not beneficial to the overall health of an MMO environment. Because we've seen it happen before. We've seen other MMOs go after an audience grab and they get they basically get the same sort of initial interest that a free to play MMO will grab your Black Desert Onlines, mm-hmm. your uh Blade and Soul, all of you what? All of all of you weak motherfuckers who abandon bland, abandon this game for uh, Blade and Soul. Welcome back, and I, by the and way. And I said you'd be back in four weeks. Yeah, I know you're back. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, like it, you you would see the same initial surge that those games see, but then you would see the same sharp fall off. And it wouldn't just be the players that you gained in the interim. It would be your long term players that are also falling off at that point and that just spells disaster overall for your game and i just think that that would be the death nail for ff14 especially to do it right nail right now right nail right nail nail right nail right nail van darnus uh let's <laughs> let's take uh let's take at least two more emails here juxta how about you read this next one since it's nice and short sure and it doesn't have ambivalent in it <laughs> hey, it's Tenchi Muyo on Twitch. You Fiodo on Cora server? Just emailing because you're the best podcast to listen to at work or when I'm at home with my two year old on Sunday with Twitch on the screen laughing away. Well, wait, your two year old's listening to the show? They don't retain anything anyway. It's fine. Oh, okay. As of tomorrow, I'm joining Patreon to show my support. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm a casual player. Most characters are at 50, and I just love logging on to do nothing. <laughs> this is the game for you. Yeah. Just like the days of FF11, sitting in Hueno, looking at all the shots. <laughs> Hueno! Hueno. <laughs> oh, my God. You monster. Well, no, he didn't. He spelled it wrong. It's not spelled Juno. They spelled Hueno. <laughs> if you look oh, at the vowels. Oh, my God, it is. Oh, my God, it is. The, the vowels are backwards. Oh, okay. Juxta, I, I apologize. <laughs> Juxta, I apologize. <laughs> Sitting in Hueno, looking at all the shards on my bard and my workmates at GameStop and Link Shell. Anywho, just an email to say you're the best and I will, quote, keep listening. Thank you, Tenchi Muyo. We appreciate your support over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Again, if you want to help support the show, this show is supported right now by your dollars. And uh, there's a couple of different ways. If you want to give to the show that you can do that, you can hit the PayPal link that's right below this stream. You can donate while we're live and have uh, have a funny text-to-voice uh, voice come in and read your message and I'll have to put it on the show. It makes me do a whole bunch of editing work after 
after we finish recording the show. <laughs> he so, hates it. Yeah. It, I mean, no, you can't. Mixed you, blessing. You can't hate Yeah, you can't you hate getting money in, but at the same time, I'm like, God, that's a lot of work. Uh, so that's one way that you can support the show. Another way, if you like our uh, game streaming and you want to see that continue to grow, subbing here on Patreon for four, or I'm sorry, subbing here on Twitch for four ninety nine a month is a great way to keep our constant streams going. We've had the stream up almost every day. Yeah, almost every Dude, day. I had someone donate fifty bucks after I beat Ornstein and Smile in Dark Souls. Yeah. By the yeah. way, that fight's amazing. Huh. Whose fantasy is it anyways? Told me I was one of the worst LBR listeners and I won't have that. Here's 14 <laughs> for my favorite 14 stream podcast. Oh, uh, that's fun. Have Thank that. you. Yeah. Oh, was, that, was, that, was, that was a nice pause there. Nice What'd you ask, pause. Nika? So who is whose fantasy is it anyway? I don't think you ever listen to the show when you're not here. <laughs> wow, you're a terrible. It was a bit that we did oh, when we played God. improv games on yeah! the show. Oh! Yeah, I didn't realize that's what you called it. I was reading that stuff. Yeah. Sure you were. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> For some reason, I don't believe you, Nika. <laughs> I was reading. I didn't listen to the show, but I read uh, the host chat. So uh, anyway, Xfon, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, but the, of course, the uh, way that our programming is supported, this show, our other show, Final Encountercast, that you can find at FinalEncounterCast.com. And coming up next at 5 o'clock at Twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. Uh, that is all supported through your support over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Now, people think that like just a dollar a month doesn't help. And the thing is, is I just want to point out that we've got like 170 patrons, 170 separate people that give money to the show. And all of the money that we take in is put towards the production of this show. So, you know, if you really like this show, if you listen to it every single week, if you listen to Final Encountercast every single week, or maybe it's your first time checking out Final Encountercast today. Every dollar that we take in over at patreon.com slash limit break radio goes to help growing our content. And that's what we feel you guys like the most. One of our biggest criticisms since we started doing the show in 2006 is we just want more. We just want more of the show. What a great criticism. It is a great it is it is the best criticism that you could get. And it's tough because, you know, we all have jobs that we have to maintain. We all have uh you know, aspirations and you know, we can't just quit our day jobs and do this all the time as much as we would like to. And the thing that helps us be able to produce the show, the thing that helps us to be able to do cool things like going out to FanFest, taking all of us out to FanFest this year, uh, you know, having the proper equipment to make sure that this show is live and can take your calls every single week, making sure that this show is put up, uh, you know, put up and podcasted on time. Everything that you give at patreon.com slash limit break radio goes towards making sure all of that happens. And so even just giving a dollar a month, you're saying that you want to join the 170 people that have laid down the money already that have enabled us to improve the show immensely in the time that we have been asking you for money. 
I mean, we if, if half of our listening audience gave a dollar a month, we'd all quit our jobs and do this full time. That's exactly it. Every one of us would. Well, maybe not Nico, but most of oh, us would quit our jobs. She would and do this quit. Full-time. We would make her one way or another. <laughs> but that's that's the thing, though, is that we, you know, 170 people. There's way more than 170 people that download and enjoy the show. And just as Ascali said, if half of our audience gave a dollar then we would we wouldn't need to come to ask you for money nope our patron would be banging and we would be able to do a whole lot more cool stuff like the giveaways for final symphony or the giveaways that uh you know for lbr swag that we do here that giveaway for final symphony would include airfare yeah we would have (laughs) loved we would have loved to do that we would have we really would and and so I, i think that you guys end up seeing the benefit on the back end you guys get more of the product that you love on the back end when you give to patreon.com slash limit break radio and i again i i want to encourage even if you've been on the fence even if you only have a dollar to give do it because we want to see that number of patrons shoot up we want to get it above 200 we want we want more than 200 people supporting this show that's our goal so I'd like to be able to come to you guys next week and say we met our goal of getting 200 patrons. And so, if, if the website is kind of what like turns you off, Patreon's super easy to use. Ask any of our patrons in the chat. They'll tell you Patreon is super easy. It really is. It really is. Uh, it's a lot so, easier than play online. Okay, yeah. That is not a good standard <laughs> set. Well, but I mean, you know, if, yes, you can, it is. if you can navigate play online, you can navigate Patreon. Don't worry. You can navigate uh, to your bathroom. You can navigate Patreon. But as I said at the beginning of the show, we are also working on ways to be able to grow our content without having to just ask you for money. We appreciate the foundation that you have given us. You've given us a wonderful opportunity to prove to other people that the content that we make is good and worth listening to. And fortunately, we have been able to make some inroads convincing people that you know that that make these kinds of decisions that we're the guys to do it that we're the crew to do it so the what you could see on the other side of that is the uh is the oh what is a pipata a miserable little pile of secrets <laughs> uh good one worse wine uh but yeah if i i i really want to encourage everyone we're we're trying to do what we can uh, to uh, to to make you know this new content pan out and the possibility that it might be you know we're we're looking at something like five days a week I think is very cool I think that's very exciting you guys should be super excited for that we if, know we are if you love this show then it's something to be excited about but in the meantime I want to see more than two hundred patrons over at patreon.com slash limit break radio before the next time we do this show. Thank you guys for joining us today. That's going to do it for Limit Break Radio. Uh, LimitBreakRadio.com is the website. If you've been listening today and enjoying the show, hit that follow button. Join us each and every single Sunday starting at 1 p.m. That's when the show starts. We allow you to call the show and get in on uh, all of the fun here. It's an interactive show. 
Add us on Skype, Limit Break Radio, 810-515-8715. Go ahead and plug that into your phone or bookmark limitbreakradio.com slash discord come back hang out with us next sunday give us a call we're going to be talking about deep dungeon we're going to want to know what you've been doing in deep dungeon how you feel about it we've been talking about this for weeks talking about it as if it may be the savior of ff14 does it live up to the hype call us next week and let us know we're going to want to hear from you that's at twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. LimitBreakRadio.com is the website. Facebook.com slash LimitBreakRadio at LimitBreakRadio on Twitter. Guys, thank you again so much for joining us live here for episode number 72. I want to thank my crew. We got uh, Kooky Persona, who's been answering phones. Papa Woody has been chiming in in the background and providing us drinks. And of course, our crew got juxtaposition. Ascalia Rayumasa, Nika Kayanian, my name's Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Kahlo Landis and The Scuro. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zuri and Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Yeah.